<laughs> no, I had a fir tree fall down, so I got to clean it up. Oh, okay. Sure looks like you are burning a pair motor in the background there. <laughs> no, no, that'd be sacrilege. <laughs> it would be. It'd be horrible. Um, don't uh, burn the neighborhood down, okay? We don't need to see you on the news. No, definitely not. We are <laughs> season three, episode 132. We decided to do a show today talking about where can we find really good deals on paramotors and wings and stuff like that because i don't know about you guys but when i first started i wanted to buy a a a wing that was not used i wanted to buy a brand new wing because that's what keeps me up there a paramotor you know i'll work on it and you know i'll try to get it running and stuff like that i wasn't really caring about a brand new paramotor but i wanted a brand new wing and i found a very used pair of motor and uh for three thousand dollars back in the day it was a good deal i put about 500 bucks into it put a uh, new carburetor on it and um a hundred hour maintenance and it was freaking awesome i had a moster 185 classic one without the uh the clutch most powerful machine i've flown to date well, no, 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 not to date, because I went out and I found a $3,000 pair motor and a wing. And that was a, a Blackhawk 220. And let me tell you the thrust on that. I cannot wait to take that up for a spin and check to see how well that uh, wing actually works. But anyway, this is going to be a great show. Welcome, everybody. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. We got Will Fly in the... Uh, the chat and the panel tonight. I guess if you have a question, just make sure that you get up with Will. Also, we got Jim from Canada. Looks like he's burning something out there. Uh, hope it's not his paramotor. <laughs> it looked like a scene from ba from Breaking Bad or something. You know? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we also got our Linda Anderson, our our Hi, everybody. Our PPG PR girl, where's your where's your pom poms? Uh, I forgot they're back there. Oh I no! I know. Well, I guess I was thinking because we didn't have actually have a guest tonight. You know, I usually bring it out. That's all right. One time in three years that you forget. I know. <laughs> okay, so tonight is going down in momentous history of no pom poms. No pom poms. No pom poms. <laughs> um. So. Let's see, who do we have in the chat tonight real quick? I guess we'll take a look and see who's in the chat. Uh, let me get back over here. We got a bunch of people. We got Tony Marzano, what's up? We got Tony, John Wayne. get on the, come on the Zoom with us. Copay J. Tony, you've heard Paramount says, come on the Zoom. Never trust a skinny chef Shane. Hey, and Angela. Look at how many people we have on here. We don't have very much and it's always good to, to have another uh, person on here so if you want to yeah. Jane jump on you're more than welcome to because we need a comic we've we've been missing the comics and he's a comic right. we also got uh, Kenneth Kidwell in the chat welcome cool. glad that you made it here flying flamingo Jade Yay. Uh, Tommy Sutherland then we just talked when we we're just talking about him I guess uh Tommy has had his ears burning because we were talking about Tommy Sutherland we also got Mark McElroy from paralifeppg.com. I heard that he got a heck of a deal also. 
So I think that he's going to jump on and tell us his amazing deals. So um, let's see. Now, Will Fly, he bought everything brand new. Is that correct? Yep. Everything brand new. I've sold some used equipment, Mm -hmm. of course, but uh, never purchased anything used. Is there a reason for that? Uh, no, I guess. Well, yes, the, the reason would be I, my experience, uh, you know, of what to buy and what to look for and used equipment was like zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just opted, you know, to buy all brand new stuff and then bypass that uh, potential fatal mistake, <laughs> um, you know, from the get go. Now it's a little different. Um, I would feel more comfortable purchasing used gear um, than when I first started. When you, let's say that you are going to be looking for some used gear, what exactly would you look for personally? And after you tell me what you would look for on both a motor and a wing, I guess we can do both. I'll tell you what I'm looking for also. The, the first thing I would look for would be the reputation of the person I'm buying it from. And uh, in other words, um, if I know the person personally, he's a stand-up person, she's a stand-up person, um, then, you know, that, that carries a lot of weight and if, with me. Uh, so I'd start there. And if I didn't know the person and I was still interested, I would ask around people that I know, you know, if, if you know, they know this person or whatever. Um, I've heard some nightmares of, you know, things being purchased that weren't quite as uh, <laughs> described, um, just like any, anything you buy used, buyer beware. But uh, I, I would start there. And then the other thing is, because my, even now, I mean, I'm going on three years in the sport. Even now, if I were to buy a used motor, um, I would, I would have somebody else who's better at motor stuff look at it and uh that would be my mechanic the guy that works on my 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 own paramotor um i'd use every available resource i had if i was really really interested in purchasing something if it was a wing i'd pretty much want it sent off for an inspection or see the 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 inspection report i agree with you on on the inspection report um now you have all of your motor maintenance done by your mechanic yes so you would so you would have your mechanic go to this whoever wherever or talk with who whomever that has the paramotor and uh you'd have him ask the questions yes absolutely and i mean there's there's one of those guys in every group you know a guy who's just like super mechanically inclined and (laughs) can work on that stuff in their sleep um and so just uh just use your own resources and and there's there's some good deals out there. I guarantee it because I hear about them all the time and I'm never a recipient of them. <laughs> but uh, there's uh, it, it's just like here's an, another thing. When I sell something used, I I throw everything I know about that motor, the good, the bad, the indifferent, and I make sure that the person that's buying it. Uh, understands that this is not a brand new motor it's not a brand new wing i mean this is what it is and i try to price it accordingly so 
Yeah. Are you talking about, are you talking about your equipment that you put up for sale? Yes. Yeah. Whether it's a wing or a motor or whatever, um, because I, I, I price it less usually because I would rather someone be pleasantly surprised than, uh, um, than to be disappointed. That's, that's a very, that's a very awesome thought about selling something. Now, before we get into this a little bit more, one of the things I would like to tell you and uh, everyone that's listening right now is the scams that they have where people that don't fly, they buy paramotors, use paramotors really super cheap, maybe on Marketplace, on Facebook, off of eBay, but they find really cheap, cheap junk. And then what they do is they bring it back to their house or their whatever, and they weld up stuff, they repaint things, and they make it look a lot more new than it really is. And then they put it back on eBay for a premium. So it's very possible that if you are finding something on eBay and you are not a current pilot that's flying gear or you haven't gone through school and learned what to look for, it's going to be very easy to dupe somebody that doesn't know what they don't know what to look for when it comes to paramotors. And I just recently, within this last year, found out about this scam that uh, actually it could be two years ago, I can't remember, because one of my students came in with this paramotor and a wing that he got off of Amazon, no, off of eBay, and he tried to fly it a couple times and it didn't work. Um, he had to put on, uh, it was it was totally rigged the wrong way. I mean, the kill switch didn't work, so he had to put a, he, he put something on the spark plug or something, so you'd have to like pull a switch or something to kill it. Um, it was a spring that he pulls when he's ready to kill the motor. <laughs> it, it was just, I mean, it's just horrible. And uh, he tried to self-train on it and broke four props. So he was out, you know, 2000 bucks in props, uh, not including all the money that he put into this equipment. And the wing was way too big, and but he got it for a good deal. And the paramotor was junk, but he got it for a good deal. And I hear about this all the time, all these really good deals that people are getting, but um, they are, not good. I'm not, I was going to say death trap, but I'm not going to say death. Trap. They were not good. They were not good paramotors or wings. They were 10 or 20 years old. And if you fly a Moster 185 or an Atom 80 and you put that on your back, you kind of got an idea of what a Moster 185 feels like or a Atom 80, right? So you kind of know what it feels like. Well, these older machines, they feel like I'm putting two Moster 185s on my back. They are so, so incredibly heavy. Um, older machines, I don't think are a really good deal. Uh, the wings, I had a bunch of different wings that came to my school that people wanted to learn how to kite before they came to school. So they bought, you know, anything from $100 to $1,500 or more on a wing that is junk. 20 year old wing like an old tandem wing have you ever will have you ever had the opportunity of trying to kite a wing that's like a 30 meter or bigger not 30 probably 28 i think was the biggest 
<clears throat> was, it newer, was it a newer wing? No, it was an older wing and it was a dog. And as a matter of fact, uh, it was, uh, I just did that at the last fly in here. And yeah, you can uh, just a major difference in, in a couple of years, it makes a major difference in wing development, you know, and design, R&D, all that stuff. Uh, it's come a long way. And so uh, I've got some ideas also of where, when you get to that, of uh, where to buy, or where you, I think would be a good place to buy used gear. Absolutely. Um, when is Mark McElroy going to jump on? Did he say, is he going he to? Did. Mark, Mark's in the chat. And uh, hey, so is William Garland. And hey there, William. I think I saw him at uh, Moonshiners. So um, for the first time, got to meet him. Come on, Mark, whenever you want to, dude. You know, what we could do also is since this is just a show about, you know, where people are finding good deals and bad deals and stuff like that, we can um, maybe open up the, uh, the, the Zoom for anybody that wants to, to jump on and tell us your story about what you got and what you would buy or what you didn't buy or what you heard somebody else buy because holy smokes the the stuff that i found is just insane um so let me go ahead and put the meeting id real quick into the chat and anybody that wants to jump on uh, we're only going to be doing this for another 45 minutes and then we're done for the night can it um, did well uh, did you see what he posted in the chat there i didn't see what he got a power to fly titan xl and an ozone roadster 2 a kiting harness three carbon props a gas jug wind indicator pole he traded his 2002 heritage soft tail classic harley for all of it <laughs> wow. Wow. and that was a turnkey operation there kenneth <laughs> that's pretty awesome um, yeah, I just got a, I just got a bunch of stuff too. I just went to Kansas and I picked up a paramotor. It's a Black Hawk 220. It's a 2018 model, and it's a 29 meter. Dude, uh, can't remember what it is. Uh, it's a 29 meter wing, and um, it looks good. All the lines look good. Everything looked good on it. But the guy that bought it was 150 pounds. And it was and 29 meters? It was a 29 meter wing and it's a it's a 220 Blackhawk. And I think that's uh 210 cc's. So it's massive. I mean not massive, it's heavy. It's so it's dense. It's really uh really heavy. Oh, Mark is trying to jump on. I gotta let him in if he's jumping in um yeah mark if you jump if you jump in um i'll have to let you in because i turned on the waiting room since i put the information out there um but yeah for three thousand dollars i got a blackhawk 220 I, everything looks great i mean it looks like a really good well-kept machine and the wing looks very good i'm not gonna say crispy but you know i mean that's what everybody puts online when they want to uh to sell a wing is crispy so it looks like mark is going to be jumping on here there he is what's up buddy good to see you he's connecting so i don't know if he can actually hear us or not there you are 
Hey, what's up man you are on mute if you don't know that he goes oh crap i'm on mute where's the mute he's trying to where's the there it yeah is. Right. i've been using Streamyard, so i sure don't know anything about this anymore <laughs> <laughs> well mark good to see you buddy it's been a minute welcome welcome yeah. this is like reunion time <laughs> good to see y'all so i, I heard that you got a better deal than me i went out and got a three for three thousand dollars i got a, a blackhawk 220 paramotor and a 29 meter wing it looks pretty good they're both uh 2008 models but it sounds like you got a better deal than i did what'd you get and how'd you get it well i haven't seen yours or or know anything about yours uh mine was on craigslist up in virginia and it was a 2018 Kangook Viking, uh, brand new, never flown, the frame and harness, uh, but it had an old RDM 100 motor, which is real old, and a power to power play Sting 140 wing. Uh, and this is before I went to school, before I had training or anything. Uh, but I flew up there and bought it for a thousand bucks, brought it home. Uh, played around with the wing a little bit while I was waiting on uh, going to school. And uh, then I just decided I went ahead and bought all brand new gear uh, before I ever flew. So Gavin Kidd, a buddy of mine down here in Atlanta, he actually flew it at Hodges Field. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he flew it and it, it flew okay, but the wing was, uh, it was almost like a cloth feel instead of a plastic feel. Uh, and it was big and lazy, but, but it flew. So you actually flew it? I, I didn't fly it, but my buddy Gavin did. Oh, okay. Yeah, he flew it. I, I, went, I went through it all, cleaned it all up you know, the motor and everything, repacked the exhaust, uh, made sure it was running good. And, um, and he flew it. He flew the wing first on his own motor at my house. And then when we went down to Hodges, he actually flew the whole setup. So you got the motor and the wing for how much? A thousand bucks in Virginia. I flew up there, broke it all down, put it in a couple of suitcases and flew it home. <laughs> wow so i just checked it as baggage i yep. think that you got a better deal than i did i i guess um well i, I mean i i don't know I, all i did was i just cleaned it all up real good and um and then when i decided i'm not gonna fly it you know i'm just gonna get new stuff um i put it up for sale and sold it for 3200 <laughs> Uh, Man, that's a heck of a flip. Yeah. I don't I don't know what a brand new Kangook frame sells for. That was in 2019 and mm. it was a 2018 frame. Sounds like a really good deal. Yeah. So do you um look for any other paramotors or wings that are used? And if you do, what would you look for when you look for these things? I I wouldn't look for anything. Uh, the stuff isn't that expensive. And uh, 
you know, for me personally, all my kids are grown um, and I would just buy brand new stuff and use it, you know, for its life expectancy, you know, a a good bit and then dump it and uh, just buy it again. So what gear do you use right now, just in case people don't know? Um, I have a power to fly Titan. Now, I've only been flying two years, uh, so I'm no expert at any of it. Um, but I have a power to fly Titan, uh, Apco Lift EZR, a Dudek Comfort Seat, and a Moster 185 Pull Start. And I mean, I, I bought a Pluma also. Um, and then I just decided I didn't, uh, that I just wanted to stick with my power to fly on the Pluma. I got Dual Start, uh, Mike Super Lights. It was all dolled up. Um, and then I just decided, you know, these things crank up usually on one pull, maybe two. Uh, so what's the sense in a battery and electric start and all the nonsense? Um, so I kind of went back to just keeping it simple. I have Skyflar uh, for strobe on the paramotor and PPG smoke on my helmet. Um, so anyways, I just think now to keep it simple. So I tried to look on Craigslist right now when you were talking, and I can't find anything as far as paramotors on Craigslist. Um, I did search for e- uh, on eBay and actually found some on eBay. And of course, on Paramotor Buy and Sell uh, USA on Facebook groups. Um, other than those places, where would you look to find uh, used paramotor gear? Any other place? I mean, for, for me on, uh, you know, there's the one or two sites online for that are specifically for paramotor gear. Um, you know, I would look there if I was looking for something used. And what, which, which one was that? Where would you go? I, I don't know. I just okay. know that there, there is a site I've seen it before that has used paramotor gear, has wings all the time on there. Yeah, paramotor okay. stuff for sale. You know where? Yeah, I think that's it. A great place to buy used equipment would be at a fly-in. You're there. You can see it. You can meet the person. Um, you've got people around you that I guarantee someone's going to know about motors. And uh, if you had any questions or whatever, um, there, uh, you know, for example, Bad Apples, Bad Apples had a lot of stuff for sale, but they also had a Facebook group about uh, that was Bad Apples stuff for sale. So people could list the stuff that was coming up. Matter of fact, I bought a generator <laughs> at Moonshiners and that, you know, was listed. But uh, so Facebook, check the Facebook group prior to going to a fly-in and uh, give you some ideas. If, if I was new and I was just trying to get into it, I would, I would talk to an instructor and see if they had used equipment or some demo equipment to get, because they take good care of it. They know the stuff. And if they, if it's older used, They've probably gone through it, especially they they're not wanting you to crash. (laughs) They want you to succeed. So 
I would probably talk to an instructor the, this time. I didn't do that. I got fortunate. I got a hundred hours on my unit before I burnt out my piston. And uh, so I won, I think, but I sure wouldn't want to try that again, especially because I based the value of the item on the hours of the motor. And I found out later how easy it is to forge that. Oh yeah. We don't have an odometer. I mean, <laughs> I, I could say that I have only 20 hours on mine that has, you know, a thousand hours, you know, and uh, if I rebuild it and I start it up, you would be able to tell it sounds like a, sounds like a champ. Um, runs like a champ but um, yeah mine mine has a, an hour meter on it but i know how easy it is to zero it now well not only that but if you are flying a motor or you've had one for a while sometimes the battery goes out or sometimes it just breaks apart and i had you to replace mine a couple of times you guys don't have serial numbers and uh, registration certificates on all of the paramotors either do you no mm -hmm. we have to have them and they they include our n number but your number you're in canada though and yeah. it's a little bit different than the united states so you so, do have serial numbers we don't exactly so it's a little bit of an advantage because we have the build date on there and it's stamped on the machine it's not easily forged i think on the paramotors that i've had they have stickers on some they got uh, uh some things that will show you a reduction like on the moster 185 you know on this one it says 2.86 or 2.8 is it 2.86 for a reduction oh shoot i can't remember 2.68 i'm sorry 2.68 for mine and they also got a uh, another reduction so that's usually on the motor but no serial numbers. Interesting. Um, here's something also that was good that you said instructor. There's another place that you guys can go for wings if you want a good used wing. If you go to Cloud9 or these other ones that will do the yearly inspections, sometimes the uh, person that sends in a wing know, uh, you know, they say um, uh, your lines need to be replaced. $800. And they're like, I don't need that. Just keep it. So what they'll do is they'll replace the lines and then they'll recoup their money from the lines that they put on that glider and sell you a really inexpensive glider that has been inspected. So check out cloud nine and uh, the other places that do annual inspections for a wing. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'm gonna look them up right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good. It's good. It's good to call too because I think Cloud Nine had a had a page, but it was just for the people that sent in a wing, so you couldn't just find it. Oh. Uh, you could probably give them a call and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a used wing. Do you have any available?" So that's something to think about too. And now that. You you would be really good, I think, getting a used wing from a reputable place like Cloud9 or other places that do yearly inspection on wings. Yeah, that's the key, reputable, you know? Yes. So um, I would, th there's an example, okay? I trust Sean's 
I, I trust your opinion of cloud nine. So that, that puts me, that, that makes me feel better about, you know, looking at a used wing from cloud nine. So. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it is. It's all about the reputation of the person that, that you get the equipment from. And unfortunately, eBay, if you talk with the people, they might say that they do fly, but you don't know who they are. Um, one of my students went on eBay and got a wing. I'm like, please don't get a wing on eBay, but he got it anyway. And it turned out to be a gem. I was very impressed. So I'm like, <laughs> you did good on this one, but don't hold your breath on the next one. You, you, you never know when it comes from eBay, but he did really good. So I was very, 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 very good. Very impressed. I also got um, a couple other uh, other students that bought wings and motors. And when they found out that the wing or, or the motor was ancient, and when I say ancient, it's heavy, very heavy. We got the, a Nirvana as a trade-in from one of our students because once they realized that this 125 was almost twice as much weight as a Moster 185 Skytap Angel, which is a beast, um, they're like, I don't want to. Because as soon as they put on like an Animati, they're like, this is great. Why would I get something like that? I'm like, that's why you got to go to an instructor that has their own gear. The instructor says you got to buy gear. Um, oh, did uh, did Mark leave? Sorry, Mark. Um, thank you for jumping on, buddy. Yeah, he said he's going <clears> to, <throat> I was trying, he sent me some uh, video of that deal that he got. And I think in order to share it, I have to uh, change my permissions or allow it or whatever, but I can't do that without quitting Zoom and logging back on. <clears throat> so that's what I was working on. Okay. Well, if you got some stuff that you want to to share, you're more than welcome to. Um, I should be able to put on here that you can, let me make, let me make you co-host. You should be able to have all everything there that I made you co-host. We'll see if that makes a difference. You might be able to. <clears throat> something on there so i got a nirvana rodeo i'm not sure what year it is but it's a um, 125 it's heavy it's a dual start and i got that for 500 bucks haven't flown it yet because i need to get you know i need to do a repair on it and this one that i just got that three thousand dollar uh one the blackhawk i'm gonna to have to break that down there's oil leaking and i'm sure it needs some I'm sure it needs something and i gotta send that wing off before i even try to fly it all right what do we see what are we seeing here can you see it i, I see it what, what am i seeing okay so this is the the deal that <clears throat> that mark got for a thousand dollars so this looks like this looks like bad apples remember he was saying but god flew it for him I turned down the volume on that. We can't hear you. Now, can you hear me? Yes. Now, can you hear me? Yes, much better. So this is the deal that Mark McElroy got for $1,000, the wing and the motor. And this is the guy flying it at Bad Apples. Well, that looks like a really good deal. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it flies. It does. <laughs> there, there's proof. Well, one of the things that we need to do, because I watched Tucker Gott's video that they went and bought that $2,500 paramotor. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, not, I mean, it flew, 
but for a person that's been flying for a while, you know, so you kind of have the ability to, uh, to understand what you're flying. Can right. you go ahead and fly that uh, or play it one more time? Sure. So, so Tucker got did a video. Yeah, I'm sure y'all have seen it. It's uh, he bought it with his friend for $2,500. They took it out for a spin and uh, the vibration was so bad that the guy that was flying it, it was difficult for him to see and had a weird swinging motion. And when I was watching it again today, I noticed that the carabiner was on a one or two inch little strap from the swing arm. So there's the swing arm and then there's like two inches of strap and then the carabiner. I think that's where all the swinging came from because of all the ones that I've seen, the uh, carabiner is connected on like a dog bone that's really close to the swing arm and it's not just dangling up for two inches. I've got some, I've got another video, I think, but do you remember that uh, I had never heard of that wing before? This wing that he was talking about? Uh-huh. No, there's a lot of wings that I I haven't heard of either. The older I can go, I'm quite sure that the carabiner between the swing arm and the carabiner is probably an inch and a half to two inches. Well, it was a Kangook that he bought, right? But the wing, I couldn't, I'd never heard of it. I'm sorry, are we talking about the Tucker God or, or Mark? The Tucker, no, we were talking about uh, Mark's as we were watching okay. that as we were watching that video. Gotcha. Um, I, I watched that, that video of Tucker's too. And I, I remember him saying when he started it, he said, it sounds like a paramotor. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Must be a paramotor. <laughs> see if I can find the other video here. Yeah, so I'm trying to see exactly. And if I can pull this up and uh, uh, stop it at that one place where they're looking at the uh, swing arm, I'm like, that doesn't look right. That looks like there'd be a lot of play there. And that's probably what was going on. So Tucker got did that one. Um, is it a twenty, you know, $2,500 paramotor worth it? Um, then there was another one. Somebody made their own paramotor for $99. Was that it? I think there was one that said that you made a paramotor for $99. No, it was a trike for $99. Okay, so let me go ahead and share this real quick, unless you're sharing it. Nope, no sharing? Okay. So I'm going to share this. And this is what I was talking about. So right here on the swing arm, it's connected here, but it has this big one to two inch uh, thing strap, and then the carabiner is connected to it. So I don't know if you can actually see what I'm talking about. I mean, I just tried to find it, but do you see what I'm talking about on that swing arm? Yeah, I see it. So it's connected it here, but then you have two inches and then a carabiner connected. So when he's when he has his risers on here you know you got two inches plus the carabiner and then the risers start way up here so you almost got like three inches above your swing arms before the risers even start and i think that's why he was having those that that weird um oh there it is i think this is it yeah so this is what i was talking about you see it 
Jim, did you say that your paramotor had this? Yeah, mine does. It's very similar to that. Maybe just a little bit shorter, but not much. Um, anybody else have swing arms that has something like this? Let us know in the super chat. It'd be really interesting to see um, who else has something like this. And does it work? Does it work well, Jim? I mean, uh, does it have a weird swinging sensation on it or? No. It, it, yeah, it works great. Hmm. Okay. As far as I know, anyway. <laughs> That's true. All right. Um, let's check the uh, chat real quick. Anybody say anything in the chat? Let's see. Can you show the swaying motion that you're talking about? Yeah. yeah in the video? Yeah. Absolutely. Like so you said he's got a funny swaying motion. Yeah. So let me go back to it. Let's see where it is. Hold on a second. I think I turned it off. Um, definitely hit the wrong button. All right, here we go. All right, so let's go back here. I'm going to share my screen. And then here this is. So this is what he has. And then let's go ahead and look. So, I mean, the machine looks good. I mean, I would look at it and go, yeah, I'd buy that for, for $1,200 or what was it? $2,500. That looked like a pretty good deal. And see, it's probably in the next video that he's actually flying. Yeah, so it's part two. Let me see if I can find part two real quick. Can you describe what the swaying was? Well, um, he was saying that when he's flying, that it would, it would pitch forward and backwards or go back forward and backwards. So you, so you give it gas and it swing this way, let it go and swing this way really, really um, more than you would normally do if you were, um, if you're flying a regular or a newer paramotor. I don't think it had high hang points, but I think that it. Uh, That'd be more of an indicator of low hang points, huh? Well, I mean, on the swing arm, that's that's what everybody normally will will um, will do is they'll have. I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of scrolling through to see if I can find it. All right, let me go ahead and uh, share it again real quick and see what we can do. So, here it is. We're going to share it. All right. So they went out and they. I have really bad internet, so this may not be a good thing for me to do while I'm doing this. So does somebody else have access to bring this up? Well, I guess I can do it now. All right, so here it is. So here he is over here, he goes, watch me. So he zoomed in, so when he, uh, see how it swings forward and backwards? Hmm. So he's trying to show it on video that he was really swinging far forward and backwards and the risers were, were right there. And I think it's because that tab and he also said too, it's extremely, uh, it vibrated a lot where he couldn't even see. It was uh, causing him to have blurry eyes. So that's pretty bad. Well, what was the, what were the conditions like? I mean, was yours doing the same thing or was it? Just a normal day and Tucker was flying and it, he, he had a normal day. It was a normal I wonder flight. if it was, 
a thrust angle issue. I think it was because of the way it was connected to that swing arm. I, I, I think it, it was. I, I have no idea because I don't have that in front of me because it just looked like that's probably the reason why I was swinging back and forth. But if yours is like that, Jim, you'll have to, you know, next time that you uh, get to your paramotor, you'll have to take a picture of it and text it to me so I can take a look. James in the chat. Actually, yeah. you did some skydiving at uh, Moonshiners. It's pretty impressive. What? Yeah, man. Jumped out of an airplane. Just crazy. <clears throat> but I don't know if I'd want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. Um, he says that he's asking about the hang point. Did, uh, did he do a hang point check? I don't remember on the video if they did a hang check or not. Okay. But that's definitely something I always do before I get on to another uh, paramotor. Um, always do a hang check. All right. What are we looking at, Will? All right. So I know we're bouncing back and forth, but this is we're back to the thousand dollar paramotor. Yeah. And <clears throat> this is the actual motor here. So that's that's the Kangook, right? <clears throat> Let me turn the volume down. Well, it doesn't look like a bad paramotor. No, I mean, obviously it flew for a thousand thousand dollars, man. <laughs> There's the wing. That's really awesome. Yeah, I won't be able to go out and fly this new one until I do a little bit of work on it and uh, check the wing and check everything over, do a hang check and make sure that, you know, the angle is good. Now I'm going to take it out for a spin. I'll do a video on a $3,000 paramotor and wing deal. Um, see if, see if it works, see if it flies, see if I fall out of the sky. That's right. why I always carry a reserve. Oh yeah. Speaking of that reserve, um, wasn't it Keegan? At Bad Apples, that bought a hundred dollar reserve, and he threw it, and that's how he saved himself. Yep. So you can find good deals. I mean, you good can. deals are out there. You sure can, and and it's funny you say that because I bought um I bought a reserve from Darren Locklear, Carolina PPG, and Darren is still under my seat in my car, and I was going to uh, uh, hook it up or get help hooking it up at um moonshiners but i forgot all about it i guarantee if i needed it i wouldn't have forgot all. <laughs> I wouldn't have forgot all. <laughs> it would have been oh that's what i forgot to do today gotcha so so yeah you can still get good gear and uh uh used it's just it's about the reputation of the person you're buying it from exactly so i'm looking on ebay i searched for paramotors on ebay and the first thing that popped out of is a top 80 uh 39 uh three almost four thousand bucks for it right uh, local pickup so when we're looking at something like this what are you looking for especially if you're looking online and you're you can't physically go there to check it out um would you actually find a deal like this online and just have them ship it to you or would you want to go there and look at it before you actually bit the bullet i i would i would insist on seeing it local pickup i mean that that just makes sense to me yeah it would have to be a stellar deal 
before I would just pay for it and have it shipped. Like really stellar, like a thousand dollars for everything. <laughs> exactly. Um, what was I that? that uh, AliExpress? Did you see that video where that guy got that two thousand dollar little tiny paramotor that uh, that uh, yeah. from from China? Did you watch that one? I did. He got it working. He got it flying. Yeah, that's the smallest little paramotor you can put in the in the glove compartment. <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked kind of cute, really. It was and said that it was really comfortable flying too. I was I was impressed. Yeah. Well, he, he had to do some work on that. I mean, it wasn't he couldn't fly it right out of the box, so Yeah, he and he the prop. did another he did another video and he basically did a summary of everything that uh the Mosser 185 there, there's no comparison so he would never do that again basically yeah i think he changed the prop and then he also changed the um the rings the, the rings didn't he change the exhaust too or do something to the exhaust i think he did something with the yes exhaust. he changed the he changed the exhaust and he said that that made the biggest difference oh was it the exhaust that made the biggest difference that's yeah. pretty neat and I do believe that because when my uh, Mulster 185, I think it was a 19, uh, all those muffler problems, right? It, it exploded and broke my prop, right? Instead of getting another Mulster 185 exhaust, I got the Vortex Arrow, which is what I had on my previous Mulster 185. And it gave me more power, the Vortex Arrow um, aftermarket exhaust gave me a lot more power. I was so impressed. So when I went all the way to Kentucky, which was a drive through Arkansas, through Oklahoma, I'm sorry, Kansas, up to Kansas, not Kentucky, that's the other way. Um, I got there and I looked at it and I'm like, this looks good. I mean, it looked like a brand new paramotor. It wasn't dirty, didn't have any oil in it, didn't see any leaks or anything. The, the harness looked brand new. Uh, the throttle looked like it was not the original throttle. It looked like somebody took a bicycle handle, just cut it off, and put a uh, um, a cable to the to the um, carburetor. And the carburetor, you know, I have that little button to push. That was broken off. So I'm gonna have to replace the carburetor for sure. But anyway, um, I would put it on my back, start it up. It took a little while for it to warm up, but once it did man the thrust that that thing had was insane and it wasn't as loud as on my Moster 185 i'm like oh this is gonna be my new flyer <laughs> so i can't wait to take this one up are you talking about the well, i call it the little round circly button thingy that you push to to prime the motor yeah well yeah like when you um haven't uh primed it in a while and you need to get some gas up there you press that button yeah as you're priming it goes psh, you can hear it like you know uh um, I but I mean, it, that, that's like a $14 part, right? Can't you just replace the part? I'm just going to replace the carburetor. I don't know how long it's been, you know, there. And I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Right. A carburetor is going to cost me about 200 bucks, 250. And I don't have to worry about a carburetor anymore. There you go. Or at least at least for 100 hours. It also has a um, e-start and pull start. So I'm like, this is this can be nice. I wish I had e-start. You know what? I never thought when I first started flying paramotors I would need a, uh, e-start 
because it's like, look, one pole or two pole, just like Mark said, you know, it's one or two poles. But on that occasion that you're flying, that you're up in the air and your motor dies, it's like, oh, shoot, you know, it's like you got to do something and you're, you, the, you turn on that motor or, or turn on the, uh, the e-start, it's not doing anything, reach back and hit that primer, try it again. Because, you know, after a while doing this number, you're bouncing all around because you're not, you know, connected to the ground when you uh, try to do it. Have you tried to start your motor while you are flying? Yeah. I have. It's it's a different animal altogether. It, it is. But uh, and the motor that I and I'm I was successful at doing it because it was an Atom 80. But I've never tried. I have never tried the Moster 185 in the air, and I hope I never have to. <laughs> you know? That's why I want to start. I really I want to I want to experience what it's like to go up. You know, five thousand feet, mm -hmm. the motor. You know, and just like. Hey. Glide. Do you have a hard? Hey, Will. Do you have a hard time starting your motor? I do. It's my shoulder, though. You know, and um, I, I can only get a few of those before I need to take a break. But take I, break is not an option in the air. <laughs> I went up high and I killed my motor, and it's amazing because the the prop still spins and it still makes noise. So it's not. It's not everything it's you're thinking of let's put it that way and then but when i yeah i pulled it and it started right away nice nice so, you know what you know what i've got though shane those noise canceling earbuds you're talking to shane or me oh, i'm sorry sean sean oh yeah <laughs> uh yeah so you, the noise canceling earbuds love those things so have you experienced those yet, Jim? Yeah, I have them. But you you can, I could still hear the prop noise. Even over the bows? Well, I don't have the bows. Yeah, oh. it, it's, it's the bows. I've tried the Sonys. I've tried the uh, other ones. I've tried all noise-canceling sets. That bows noise-canceling will knock out every sound. It's, it's incredible. It's my favorite uh, earbud. Do you I, have the wired ones, Will? Yeah, I have the wired ones. Me I, too. I tell you, I cannot. Have you ever had them slip out of your ear? No, because I got the I got the muffs on. Well, I've got the muffs on too. Oh, you're talking I, about they just wiggle out. Yeah, I'll just out. pop open that thing, push them back in. Pop yeah, me too. Them. Me too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I can tell a world of difference to the point where it's like, God, man, I can't believe I've been flying with all this noise, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, does it do you know if anybody's tried the earbud ones? Well, I know what you're talking about, and I have not tried them. I know they've got the other bows that goes back behind your neck. Um, and it's wireless. I just don't know how that would work with the helmet and the earmuffs. Well, the one with the wire, because the wire does come down, you just put on some some foam you know, some, some foam over your microphone. So when you're flying, you can talk and it seems like you are, you know, right next to, you know, the person. Remember when I was on one of the shows and I called in when I was flying, you couldn't even tell that I was flying. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was just a regular uh, iPhone buds that I put on that was connected to my iPhone. That's before the Bose. And that's how good the noise canceling was.
it's pretty insane. Do your bows, uh, do they can connect to multiple Bluetooth things? Like, could you connect it to your It's not your Bluetooth, phone it's wired. And to your, your ICOM radio or your... Uh, it's wired. I just connect it. I have a, a chest mount, so I connect it directly to my phone and into my ears. Oh, okay. So it's it's not just a wire and then wireless. It's directly connected. Yeah. Okay. And I like it like that because I have a lot more control over it, and I can talk on the phone. I can listen to music. It's it's everything I need, and it's a lot cheaper than those Cenas or Senas, however you say it. Um, even though I do have the uh, the 10R, um, I I just don't use it. I use the Bose. Awesome. Yeah. Does anyone in the chat use uh, noise canceling? And if you do, what do you use? The only I thing, use... the disadvantage, the only disadvantage of the bows, and it's like we need more wires, you know, coming out <laughs> of our chest and going all over the place. I I would like it. I would like a wireless option. I use the Samsung earbuds, and they cancel out the sound pretty good, but. It's not like you can't hear the motor. You can hear it. And, and, and the problem with them is that I cannot connect to my Rexon nav radio and, I, and connect to my phone. So if I get a phone call, I can't take it because they're earbuds and I can't, it doesn't connect to my boom on my Cena. And so it's, it's kind of a pain. I don't even use a airband radio. I, I got one. Uh, it just is, I, I just don't use it. I, I got all sorts of different things that I thought that I needed when I was first started to fly. All I need is a phone, earbuds, muff, helmet, and I'm good. Yeah. yeah. This time of year, I've got, I'm, I've seen a few crop dusters and it's a little disconcerting. And also, I've been flying some long distances, and I've been getting up to 8,000 feet to catch the right wind currents. Wow. And so then I'm getting into kind of dangerous territory. I mean, I'm in safe areas, safe. I'm allowed to fly there, but so are other people. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it's like the... What's that word? Go ahead, Will. Well, I was going to say, uh, that reminds me, if anyone's got, a, a, I've got to use the microavionics um, and I need an adapter for the uh, um, ICOM aviation radio. If anyone has one laying around, let me know. Hit me up. There's another thing. Those Rexon 530, I think they are RHPs. You can't get parts for them and I don't think they're available anymore. So uh, my charger blew and now I'm without a radio, which Bummer. sucks. Yeah. Cause now I could go and buy another, what are, what are the icons are like five or 600 bucks. Yeah. I don't know. I got mine for like 200 or 150 or something. I got a really good deal. You're always yeah, getting you, good deals, man. That's because you got I'm, the Rex on though, didn't you? I don't remember what I got, but it works. I mean, it, <laughs> it, yeah. uh, 
I got the Rex one. It's great, except the charger blew. So now I got to try and figure out how to make the charger work. Can't you just buy a new charger? Nope, they're not available. Really? I don't think, I think they stopped making them and they stopped making parts and everything for them. You can't even find them for sale anymore. Very easily. Interesting. So I'm looking for paramotors right now. I found one for 3250 on on here, but it has a, almost $500 shipping. And I only see one, I only see one, oh, I guess they're trying to show me that things are bent on it. Um, only one picture. And it really doesn't give me much other than it has a 40 hours on the unit since the rebuild. I have no idea how, how old it is when it was built. I don't know anything about this. I tell you, looking on eBay is kind of scary for paramotors. Scary as in like, I don't know what they have. Um, and a lot of times too, they don't even show you what the, uh, when the manufacturer was like, like this wing I got, I, I couldn't find a placard inside the wing to tell me what year it was or what size it is or anything. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to look at a little bit harder the next time that I open it up and take a look. Um, let's see. So the places that we look to find cheap place or to find cheap uh, paramotors or inexpensive paramotors that are good. Uh, we said marketplace um, on Facebook, paramotor buy and sell in the USA. Um, eBay, Craigslist, but the best one seems to be a fly-in since you're right there. And uh, also too, Jim said, check for your instructor. And I also commented on uh, check Cloud9 or the places that you send your wing in to see if they have any good wing deals available. As far as when it comes to like pair motors, you, you might need to be kind of your own mechanic. Um, unlike Will that has his own mechanic that can go and check out things. If you, if you want, to <laughs> you get, make it sound like I've got them on my on like on, on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> you got your got your mechanic on speed dial. Hey, go check this out for me. <laughs> and so, one of the things that I look at when I go and look for a used pair motor now is I will bring my tool bag with me because most of the pair motors are going to be pretty much the same uh, same type. Uh, or same kind, you know, you got your full uh, four head bolts, you know, you got uh, a carburetor, you got a throttle. I mean, there's really nothing there, but you need to open up that head to take a look. So there's two ways of doing that. You can take out the spark plug and you can put in one of those little cameras and take a look at the head, right? You can make a look at the head. You can look at the cylinder walls. It's the same one that you use for like a car and something like that. And they're really not that expensive. Matter of fact, you can find the really tiny uh, cameras, you know, um, probably 20 bucks now. They're just not that expensive. That can connect to your cell phone so you can see what you're looking at. The second thing that you can do is actually take off the four head bolts, open it up, and you can actually look and see physically the inside of the, uh, the head. So you can look up here. You can look on the head itself. And... If you know what you're doing, you can actually pull off the head itself and take a look at the piston rings. Now, I don't know if I really want somebody to do that to my pair motor that I'm selling, but taking off the head, no big deal. I do that all the time anyways. I always change out. Uh, I always pop off the head, clean off the, uh, the, 
the uh, the head of the piston. I clean this up and make sure everything looks good. And that exhaust port uh, always gets clogged. So I clean that up and everything works out great. So I look at that. That's the big thing. Secondly, when I'm looking at a, a paramotor that I want to buy, a used one, um, it's that carburetor. You got to look at that carburetor and also all the different seals. That was a seal. That was a seal, bump. That was a seal <laughs> joke. <laughs> so you look at all the different seals and make sure there's no oil or anything like that, uh, that that's leaking that you can see. Obviously, you want to start it up. If you can't start up the, the motor or you can't get it started on, a, on your backer rack, it's probably nothing that you want to buy because you're going to be doing something with it. Um, if you will, we're going to look and buy a used motor. What would you look for? I would look for my mechanic. <laughs> uh, what would you look for that has a mechanic? What would you look for and say that your mechanic couldn't get there? What would you look for uh, physically? Uh, on, I guess on the, I, I guess I would. Look, I guess I would look for oil leaks. Um, I would look at I guess the Hobbs meter or whatever the a time that it had, but like I know that can be fudged or put on late or, you know, whatever. Um, I'd look at the, you know what I, I think I would look at is look yeah. for anything that's been freshly replaced. Mm, like the netting sections of the hoop. I mean, the, you know, the cage or whatever. Um, but again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it from somebody I didn't know. I mean, I, I that's pretty much a hard, fast rule for me. If I don't know the person and I can't get any information, um, on the guy or girl's reputation, then, uh, yeah, just ain't not going to get it. That, that, not going to get it. No, that's interesting. Uh, if you guys are still here on the super chat, uh, let me know what you would look for when you are buying a used wing or paramotor. Uh, and we'll go through that in just a moment. What were you going to say, Jim? Something that I did was I asked him to fly it for me. I wanted to see that thing flying. And I watched his reactions and how he acted around to see if he was scared about what he was doing or, you know, just, I wanted him to be comfortable flying that thing. Yeah. But up in Canada, like you said too, you know, you got a placard that, that, or, or a stamp that. Yeah. It tells you the year and the date it was built. So you've got a little bit better idea, but. And also how about a wing? The, well, the wing has the the patch on it, right? So you can read that and you can make sure that it's the correct wing and that you can check the year and everything. So, yeah, that's, but I think you guys have that too, because yeah, that's on ours. What's yeah. the oldest wing that you would buy? Old, like uh, year wise, 2000, what would, would be your oldest year that you would buy? Me personally, 2017. That's what I have. And okay. I probably wouldn't buy another 2017 just because, hey, newer the better, right? Exactly. So what's the newest that you would, or what's the oldest that you would buy right now used if you were able to? Probably 2020. 2020? Or, yeah, in around that area. How about you, Will? I'd want the next generation because I have a Mac Para charger Mm -hmm. No, there's the Mac Paracharger 2 is out. So I might consider that. Or I might consider the Colorado or 
you know, something a little bit newer anyway. Yeah. I, I would say 2020 would be also my number, but it's not really, it's not so much about the year. I mean, cause some guys put hundreds of hours on their wings, you know, yeah. and they can do that in a very short period of time. Absolutely. I'd, I'd say it, it would be more about the inspection. Uh, than well, and, and now I can kite the wing. So I could pop it up and see, and I could feel what it would be like. But when you're first starting, you have no idea. You, you might be able to kite it, but you haven't done a bunch of wings. So you don't really know what you're getting into. This could just be, that could be a super advanced wing, like uh, an F1 or something. And you would have, you wouldn't be able to get it up anyway, maybe. That's true. And I don't know why, but I see so many students that are that are buying gear before they come to see me or see an instructor. And they're always getting these huge tandem wings. And I know why, because those are the wings that you can get for $1,500 and less. Sometimes you can get them for $1,000, you know, because they're old, but they're like, it's like an Afghan with rope. It's like almost impossible to pop these damn things up. Freaking burlap sack. <laughs> I know, right? They're horrible. I mean, they look good. And it goes back to like, like, like we just talked about, you know, I got my, uh, my roaster three It's a 2019 brand new in 2019. I uh, went to uh, two or three different um, SIV courses that year, threw down some acro, never put in water. It was, uh, it was clean. It was crispy, but I uh, sent it in because I had like 350 hours on it for that first year of me flying and it failed. It failed, but it looked brand freaking new. And it'd be so easy to be a jerk and try to sell that, that wing, you know, saying, Hey, look, it's still crispy. It's, you know, looks good. Uh, and then try to sell it for, you know, what it's not worth. And unfortunately that's, that happens a lot, especially on eBay. Unfortunately, I uh, get a lot of junk out there. Um, it's, yeah, it's, back to the reputation. I mean, someone who's got some skin in the game, you know, they've got something to lose. Did you see uh, Paramotor Steve's comment? No, I haven't looked at the uh, chat. Let me go ahead and go over to the chat real quick and take a look. So what do we he, got here? He was saying that uh, he would check the strength of the cage and Tony Marzano said he would check the belt, number one, and never trust a skinny chef. Shane said that he's only going to buy new, period. Yeah, it just, so the reason why I, I did what I did is because I do have a, 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 a school and the kids are really brutal when it comes to kiting these wings and uh, they'll drag them on the ground they'll get them caught and they'll still try to pull them they'll flip over and they'll land hard on the leading edge um just brutal so having some some wings like like my wing and, and i think somebody asked me uh, greg frederick said what failed on it porosity or lines the lines failed um everything else was good on it uh, the reason why the lines failed is because acro and siv so wait a minute what happened? Did somebody, hold on, what, what is this? I see somebody gave me a $1.99, a $2 donation. When was that? Do you see it? I don't see it. 
somebody popped up. It was Copay J. I had to scroll back up. I saw it right here on my on my my stream thing. Copay J donated two bucks in the super chat. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Right on. I sure didn't see that. It's not showing up in my chat. I, I didn't see it either. I also see somebody saying something to Sean. Let's see what it says. With tech, uh, Greg Laneling said with technology products, sometimes the best, uh, sometimes to best until technology is proven before jumping on the bandwagon. Is there ever a time when you wait to read the reviews before buying a wing? Um, I always demo the wing. Uh, matter of fact, on my wings, I demoed first. Uh, after the after the um, Roadster three, I demoed a Gin Vantage three, and it was lifty. It was great. I'm like, I'll buy this. This is great. Um, then I uh, demoed a Apco Lift Easy R. R is for racing. I think that's what uh, Mark McElroy said that he has. And it is so solid. It's great. Will Fly donated $5. Resurgence. I just wanted to see if that thing worked. Resurgence PPG rocks. Thank you very much, Will. Appreciate it. Um, but uh, totally lost my train of thought. I don't know where I was going with that. Just totally gone. I'm sorry, man. I'm totally, they, I, I'm at fault. It's not you. It's grandpa. Give me that $5 back. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sean, did you buy your first setup brand new? Me? Yeah. I bought the wing new. So I bought a brand new Roaster 3, 2019 Roaster 3. And uh, I was I was training with an Afghan with rope, you know, one of the ones that my trainer was able, was able to let me use. So it was a POS from HE Double Hockey Sticks, right? It was just an awful awful training wing but i was able to train so when i opened up my brand new wing my roaster three it went poof and i'm like oh my god i love this thing uh so then what i did is i decided that i wanted to get a paramotor that was solid that i could butt land on and turtle because you know I, a lot of people don't know but i'll go ahead and say it real quick in 2017, um, I had some really bad heart failure. A valve uh, broke, and my uh, ascending aorta root uh, expanded to like almost six centimeters. I don't remember what it was. It was just huge. They said, You are going under knife. So they cut me open. They put a sleeve over that. They fixed my, my mitral valve. And then a complication was a stroke. So I wasn't able to speak. Um, I had a peg tube in my stomach, so I had to be fed through a tube. Uh, long story short, when I first started, I wanted to I wanted to learn how to fly. And the reason why I wanted to learn how to fly because when you don't eat or you can't eat, you can't speak and stuff, you're like, man, I just I want I want to see something. And uh, before I learned about the the mukbang mukbang where you see people eat, I searched for cheeseburger, and here's Tucker got flying on this this machine with 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 a, a sheet and a backpack to mcdonald's what is this and he's actually the reason why i was able to you know just muster everything i had 
to get better in 2018 so I could learn to fly in 2019. So when I started flying in 2019, I still was very weak on one side. My knees would still buckle. My I wasn't able to stand very well. Um, it took a long time for me to learn to kite. But anyway, long story short, I wanted a I wanted a paramotor that was solid, and I found a used flat top. So that was my very first one was a flat top that I got from someone. That's the one I got for three thousand, and then I had to put in about five hundred bucks to it to make it flyable. And that's what I trained on. That's what I learned on. And I swore to God that I would not do what I've seen out there. I've seen these videos where people are doing butt landings. You know, they are sitting too soon. Uh, they turtle and all these other, all these things. That I'm like, I swear I will not do it. I see it on the internet. I know in my mind I will not do it. And my first 10 flights. I pretty much did everything, <laughs> everything from sitting too soon, butt landing, turtling, all that stuff. But I tell you what, that damn uh, flat top didn't break, did not break. It was awesome. So anyways, because of the, what do you call it? The uh, stigma around the flat tops, um, people that didn't know me, they saw me pull up with a flat top and immediately they're like. And welcomed you with open arms. Right. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't like this. So I learned about the Sky Tap Angel and uh, got up with uh, um, uh, Andrew. Andrew Fuller and got a, uh, a round top. <laughs> I got a round top. I got the same thing. It's a Sky Tap Angel. It's round. It's a little bit better built and it's a lot more comfortable than a flat top. So that's where I started off from. Um, no, I did not super die, says Stephen Goodfaster. Fly tap, <laughs> but you didn't super die. I know, right? Because now, now everything that I have is a death trap, so someone says. So, um, but I like all my death traps. They're they're so much so much nicer. Yeah, anyway, and, that's John. John said something that uh, is kind of interesting. He said inspections are graded. Even a pass doesn't mean the wing has much life left. So how are they graded? Is it like an A, B, C, D or whatever? Or do they give it a time or? So they send you back a sheet and they color code it. So green, yellow, red, right? So green is good. Yellow is like, okay, we're getting to the point that, you know, it's still flyable, but, and then you have uh, the red where it's like, no, it's not going to pass inspection. So when it went through inspection, it basically said that uh, the lines were stretched and uh, they didn't hold the weight that it should because of the SIVs and the acro that I was doing. Mm -hmm. So um, you bought David Carroll's flat top. Yes, Tony Marzano. Yes, that was that was it. David uh, brought me into the world. So always, <laughs> always, always love it. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. I forgot what I was he saying. He probably here. was selling it because of the reputation. <laughs> it was good. It was really good because think about it. The, the motor was great. So what I did is I bought the flat top. I'm sorry. I bought the angel frame and then I took that motor off of the uh, flat top, which was the Moster 25 classic, lots of power, put it on the, on the angel. And that was great. 
And then when I was ready to uh, buy another motor, I got the Moster 185, the uh, my 19, took that old motor back off, put it on the flat top. Now I got a brand new motor on my Angel. And then that's when I sold my very first flat top uh, to a good friend. And Is uh, he still your friend? Still my friend, believe it or not. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I don't know if he wants me to use his name or anything, but he's a pretty popular guy not on paramotors but what he does uh very very popular and uh so he bought it from me he took it home to go train with it well he never got the opportunity to train with it so years later guess who he calls to go through training yours truly yep so he came up and he trained with me and we got him a bunch of flights and he was able to to fly the paramotor right on pretty awesome and now i got the adam 80 the power to fly i got that um narvana that i'll be working on because i got that for 500 bucks it has an e-start and pull start it's heavy as hell um it's only a 125 so it'll be really interesting to see what i can do with it and then of course i got this uh, blackhawk 220 which revs up and starts i don't know if i want to take it up for a spin but <laughs> With the reserve, why not? So now I got a couple more to go play with and, and play with. But it does take a lot of money. So if you do get a used paramotor, you're probably going to have to put some money into it to, to get it up to standards. Uh, another thing, too, you might want to know how the straps work. So I got this Blackhawk 220. And I don't know if you know this or not, but when you hook on a harness, the strap goes around, goes through the loops, and then it's supposed to go around again a third time back up through that uh, top loop. These were only through the first two loops and didn't go through that third loop, which means that you could go fly, that thing could easily slide out and uh, be extremely dangerous. So you wanna make sure that if you do get a used machine, you probably wanna take it to an instructor or somebody that knows a lot about these things before you even take it up in the air or try to self-train. Yeah. Yeah, I then no matter what, at, at when I first started out, I, I don't recommend that anybody when they're first starting out, just go out and buy anything on eBay or Amazon or craigslist or anything i liked what jim said you know check with an instructor a mm -hmm. local instructor um they at least have the ability to look at you and judge your situation and know whether you know at 100 pounds you shouldn't be getting a most or 185 most likely in a 30 30 meter wing and <laughs> right. yeah. and like i said this guy was like 150 pounds i bought this from and he had a blackhawk 220 with a 29 meter wing it's like that's i mean that's ridiculous and he said that when he went to his first day of training i forgot who the who he said that he was going to train with but he never did train um he went to, back to school so that's why he's selling it so he could have school money but he said he went there one day and the instructor said yeah that's perfect for him i don't know if that's right or not Hmm. I know, right? Wonder. 
Greg Frederick said a $40 line, maybe less on discount. You probably could have restored that first wing to have hundreds of hours of life on it. Well, here's interesting. I didn't finish that story. So I got it back. And uh, the only thing that it was, was the lines, um, because they snapped the, uh, the A wing, one of the A lines, and then they will replace it. But when they snap it, they, they figure out how many pounds it takes to snap that line. And I'm going to throw out a number. Uh, it's probably not right. It's supposed to hold 800 pounds, but it only it broke at three or 400 pounds. So they said that it wasn't good, and you probably don't want to do any acro. And I said, well, what if I just want to do some low, uh, some some foot dragging? They said, oh yeah, oh yeah, foot dragging be fine, you know. And uh, that's when I put another hundred hours on that wing that was failed and I put a hundred hours on it uh, uh, at the sod farm foot dragging. <laughs> now I did because I started the school and I needed a wing that uh, the kids can destroy and that's one of my wings that uh, that they use. Um, matter of fact we um, had somebody chop it up so we learned how to tape a wing Then we had a uh, um, someone with the uh, trike and it chopped up we learned once again how to patch up a wing so it's good to have um but it'll never be flown again it'd be kited though right it kites it's a you know what with the with it being taped you i swear to god because it's clear tape right the clear um uh what's the tape that they use the uh not this the ripstop tape right mm -hmm. clear ripstop tape you cannot tell that this thing has been ripped cut burnt or anything it, it, it's amazing and it pops up just beautifully you can go down the bunny hill and catch air on it without any problem either now, i wouldn't take it up you know what maybe i'll take it up for a for a foot drag but <laughs> but i'm not going to get any altitude on that thing <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, I don't want to fly it. I, I got plenty of other wings. I was able to get a bunch of other wings, uh, trade-ins and um, and used wings. So I've been I've been flying a lot. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, Tony Marzano said he met Trevor and he was super cool, all pun intended, of course. And I think that he said also, uh, if you get the chance to meet Dell, meet Dell. What was it, Tony Marzano? So I met Dell at Salton Sea. You get if you're in this sport you should meet them even if you don't like them it's worth it's worth it just saying um when i went from the flat top to the angel i've never been tongue lashed by anybody so much on my site paragraphs and paragraphs of how dangerous it is to uh to have the angel and that's when i'm like i just won't talk with them i'm good Dude, that angel is built. I mean, that's a strong, strong page. Plus, if you break any part of the angel, the guarantee is if you're videoing it, he'll send you out free parts. How many other dealers out there, if you break a frame, will they send you out a free part? No. Is he going to do that for the new one? Um, the Spartan, the Spartan, I'm, I'm not sure about the Spartan, but for the Angel, for sure. I don't know about the Spartan. I would like to get the Spartan. That's, that's the, um, 
that's like the angel with it just being a regular uh paramotor with swing arms and it doesn't look like an old flat top that's a round top it uh has the 500 pound test netting so you can't put your head your your hands through the hoop is solid so you can do a forward inflation a powered forward inflation without it warping but i don't know if he does the same deal or not but i would like to get one of those eventually met trevor here was super cool i like trevor I, I like trevor a lot I, I i have no problem with trevor he's a good kid and um uh, smart I, I, I don't have any problem with trevor i think he's, yeah. a, he's a good guy no um, doubt all right Dan, can you believe we've been on here for an hour and a half? What? An hour and a half? We haven't even started the podcast yet. <laughs> you haven't even pressed record. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's go ahead and start this thing up real quick, guys. No, I'm just um, But anyway, uh, yeah, it's an hour and a half. We probably need to kill this up. I was only going to do an hour anyway. So what, what, what is the, uh, what's the takeaway from, from the show? The takeaway is you want to get training at a reputable place training place that has gear that way you can use their gear and you can try different gear you can try the different motors you can try different wings they uh, instructors will probably have more than just you know whatever wing they sell they probably have other wings and you can try different wings you can try different motors probably so they once you used equipment what's that they might have used equipment too and they might have used equipment exactly so your your instructor might say hey you don't need to buy brand new gear um, we got a demo wing and an uh, out-of-box paramotor that we can take off, you know, a thousand or two thousand bucks. Who knows? I mean, I don't know, but you can definitely get some money off of a demo wing and a dem an out-of-box uh, paramotor. Um, all right. So once you're a pilot, then you can kind of understand what to look for especially if you did your first hundred hour maintenance now you really truly understand what you need to do what you need to look at when you buy a used wing i mean a used paramotor you can open up the head you can look at your lines oh that's another thing look at the fuel lines feel the fuel lines if they do not wiggle around if they're solid like a pencil or a pen they're like this that's an old fuel line. If you fly paramotors, I would suggest that you replace your fuel line once a year. Uh, I do. Um, in fact, I just bought a bunch of fuel line uh, to, to work on the Nirvana and to replace the fuel line on that new one I bought. But um, also replace the dog bones and the carabiners once a year. Do they need it? Probably not. But to me, that that's my safety. That 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 little dog bone that wraps around your your comfort bars or your swing arm or your J bars that connects to your carabiner. That is your lifeline right there. That little thing that's going to cost you 50 bucks to replace once a year can save your life. I've seen way too many videos where people take off and a carabiner breaks or the dog bone rips because it's been there for so, so long and they just parachute down or streamer down. That's even worse. And I don't want that to ever happen. Um, so I'll, I'll dish out another 50 bucks for something like that. Um, eBay can be a good one. Craigslist is, uh, can be a good one. Facebook Marketplace, probably a little bit better because we know the people that are selling it. 
I mean, we've probably seen their videos. We've probably uh, heard of them. They might even be friends of ours on our on our friends list. So probably yeah, a there's, Facebook. There's groups too. Yeah, I mean, they're groups, more yeah. local. You can pick a local group and you know actually go see it before you buy it. Exactly. Um, check with your instructor because your instructor might have some some uh, paramotors and wings that were a demo or out of box or maybe a student you know decided that they didn't want this and they just here take it all back i, I just don't want it i'm not going to fly again and your instructor might have some really good stuff that really wasn't used very much that that's good that they he can give you like really cheap cloud nine or some other place that inspects wings that's a great place to uh ask if they have any used wings that are good that I can get really cheap you might be able to do that um and of course like you said will reputation of the people that are selling it I think that is the big key right there if you don't know the person you probably need to make sure that you got inspection for the wing and uh, you probably need to go and actually look at the paramotor with your own eyes kick the tires so to speak and uh you know, make sure it does kick over and run. Um, Will, Jim, any other takeaways? No, man, it's been a great meeting. <laughs> meeting, Zoom. It's been a great show. Well, it's been a great meeting. Yeah. We absolutely. meet on we meet on Mondays. But uh, as far as takeaways, you know, Will uh, would rather have his mechanic go and check or uh, just buy brand new stuff. Uh, Mark McElroy said he would rather just buy new stuff and doesn't want to deal with anybody's used stuff. Um, Jim? It, it would be, uh, I would have to, I would have to judge each situation differently. But uh, because, I mean, there are so many variations to the puzzle, right? Exactly. But I would lean toward I would definitely want to know the person. I would want to know the equipment already. Basically know it's been flying. Like, for example, Will was talking about selling his wing. I'd be comfortable buying a wing from Will yeah. any day. Um, but I wouldn't just do that from anyone. Yeah, and especially the wing. I mean, if there were, if it came down to which was more important, buying used, I would say the wing. You know, is to buy a new a new wing, a new a, wing, a new yeah. wing and a used paramotor. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't have bought the way I bought. I mean, I got I got fortunate. Everything worked out well, and. I've gotten a hundred hours on my stuff and it's, it's all been good, but I, there's just too many variables, things that you just don't know. Mm -hmm. And I would prefer that my instructor had gone through it thoroughly and, or, well, yeah, brand new or my instructor had gone through it thoroughly before I flew it, which that didn't happen because it was my equipment, my stuff, right? My instructor looked at it, but he didn't go through it thoroughly to make sure everything was good. Gotcha. Stephen Goodpastor says, don't forget Alibaba. He's just kidding, of course. 
Alibaba. Oh, wait. And the 40 Thieves. You can build a paramotor. Yes, you can build a paramotor. I've been trying to build a paramotor. You think that I've been trying to. So I got a friend that is a welder. Um, I, I got friends that, you know, are helping me do this stuff. I got 3D printers. We've been trying to 3D print, you know, um, a frame and stuff. You would think that all it is is a hoop and you connect a motor to it. There's a lot more involved. I did not realize how much there actually is involved in making a freaking cage because everything with angles, the thrust, uh, the, 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 the weld, all that stuff, it, it's, it's, there's just so much involved. And when you hear about getting a, um, uh, a frame from one of these manufacturers and they are charging two or three thousand dollars for a frame or like there's there's not enough material in it to be two or three thousand dollars for a frame it's not you're not paying that two or three thousand dollars for that material you're all the the um uh, the the time that went into the prototypes and building it and uh and um the math that goes into it and making sure that the, you have the right parts and it does connect correctly and it doesn't shear off. Uh, there's a lot that goes in, into it. But on that same note, um, you can fly a bed as we saw on the internet, somebody flying a bed and a rocking chair. Have you seen those, Will? Wait a minute, wasn't that a children's uh, movie? No, no. <laughs> bed knobs and broomsticks <laughs> there's there's a, a guy all right if you're in the super chat you probably already know uh there is a guy that is some other place that was in america that made a bed and a rocking chair and all sorts of other things and he would go off the hill and fly yeah he doesn't have a motor on his back on that right. thing it's just it's Free flight type of thing, but he he flew a rocking chair. He flew a bed that had a nightstand. He even put his his thing on it. I mean, did you see these videos? Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, um, they're great. Super chat. Do you know what? Uh, do you have a link for it? If you do, put in the super chat so we can uh, play it. Um, paraglider um, bed. To see what pops up. While you're doing that, Stephen said you can build a paramotor um, from the blueprints of popular mechanics. I remember that that video. That was a while back. And then the other one that I saw was the guy on the couch. I found it. Same guy, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. So here he is. He's on a bed. He's got nightstand. He's got yep, lamps. I remember this. So there he goes. He's uh. Yeah. being launched over here apparently this mountain right here has very laminar winds this is a great place so he's a very <laughs> skilled pilot but look he's flying a bed he's got nightstands a little lamp <laughs> he's got a picture thing over there he's got a little uh, clock and look he's putting that thing over his face look at that oh heck no the nap. <laughs> heck no so when it comes to flying, obviously, you don't need a lot of technology bed. <laughs> he also does 
like a rocking chair. Uh, there. Oh, Andy has a game, uh, a table, and two people are sitting there playing chess or something. And but he's not even strapped in, is he? No. Who needs to be strapped in when you're in a bed? Yeah, he's got toggles. Right? Yeah, he's got toggles, so he can. Okay. Yeah. So. Was that like the craziest thing that you've ever seen? So yeah, you don't need a lot of technology to build anything like this. But on the same note, if you got power behind you, you got to be careful because you know you got a thrust line and you have riser twists, all these weird things like that. But this guy is flying the freaking bed. I, I, I wonder how that thing lands. I don't uh, know. Do you see how close that helicopter was to him? I think that I yeah. think it, I think it's a, a drone that's taking the video. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So here he is coming uh, in. And he's gonna oh land on the beach. Oh, there he goes. And it doesn't even land on the leading edge. How about that? Guy knows what he's talking about. Dang man. So he also does one that um, that uh, he uh, is playing chess. So I got I got to say something real quick. So I'm yeah. gonna say a Shane joke. So okay. if he lands in the water, does that mean he has a water bed? Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah, Linda, that's pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah, not that's bad. A, that's a shout out to Shaney. <laughs> <laughs> there we I go. Just, I had to, you know. Oh, Sam, looking for a pair of motors. I, I thought you were going to say, does that mean he wet his bed? Oh, no. That's pretty funny, too. <laughs> so this, so we got uh, people that are playing uh, chess when they're uh, skydiving. Um, I flew a powered paraglider and played chess. Um, skydiving without a parachute. Where's that one? Oh... Oh, there it is. Okay. Without a parachute. I saw that one too. My God, can you imagine jumping off an airplane without a parachute and then trying to? So here this guy is again. Oh, yeah. The guy with the couch. Right. So he's got the That's chair. What I was talking about. And he's got a TV. <laughs> so he's got a TV also. <laughs> and like I said, sorry, my internet is horrible over here. So there, look, he's got a flat screen TV. It's on wheels, and now he's going to fly. Right. I mean, so <laughs> you can pretty much fly <laughs> anything that you want to. If it's not all right, so once again, if it's not powered, it has to be under how many pounds? If it's not powered. Screaming! Oh my god. Do you remember, guys, if, if you are flying an ultralight in the United States, if it's under a certain weight, you can fly it under FAR 103? Do you remember what that uh, weight limit is? Was it 155? That's not right. 254 pounds. 155, right, if it's not powered. So, look at that. He's putting on his bedroom slippers. He's watching TV. He's not, he's not strapped in. Oh, my gosh. There's no reserve. He's got a light. He's got a lamp, so he can fly after dark if he wants to. You don't think he's got a reserve? Uh, I don't see a reserve. I mean, I maybe it's under the cushion. 
he's not he's not attached to anything if he does throw a reserve well that's falling. true yeah he's not strapped in right so drinking a coke eating some cheetos now that's what we need to do next right bedroom slippers <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously it's not difficult to fly something i mean if you got a wing you can pretty much strap on a lawn chair and long as you have it uh angled correctly here he's coming in for a landing you can land a freaking love seat unbelievable Boom. oh man so anyway i thought that was pretty interesting um so when it comes to flying obviously he's not he didn't buy himself a used wing i'm sure that was a new wing that he got because his entire life is on that wing and he just connected to a bed he connected to a love seat obviously he can connect it to a, a one wheel with a chair like um like uh ppg brian does right you could fly with that with a one wheel if you wanted to so it's not difficult to go fly but you need to know how to fly first and once you know how to fly then all these other things yeah you can try anything <laughs> that's why i'm not that's why i'm not too worried about getting a 500 hundred dollar paramotor because all it needs to do is push me so what's the deal with the the jump um skydiving without a parachute i don't get it you just, you well, just i don't know why you'd want to skydive um, if it's first the place. video that i'm thinking of the guy had a big net down on the ground yeah and he he had like thousands of jumps and he just did it and he had to hit that net of course yes he did and it was a massive net but still <laughs> yeah it's um sky actually there's a bunch of different ones that are um that are on here uh, jumping without a net i mean i just searched for skydiver no parachute and wow uh, a lot of people are doing it that doesn't sound like i don't want to do it i i, I don't want to skydive I, I like the paramotor you know i know that i can just push a button or, or throttle go and be safe let me go ahead and share this so you can see what i'm talking about when when we were at the butt pan dust off this uh, spring yeah okay. Dang. Did we lose Jim? Seriously? Jim. Yeah, so this guy jumps out without a freaking parachute and then aims himself towards this big double net. Looks like he's going through a cloud layer. I mean, I'm not. All right. In the super chat, if you're still here watching this would you skydive or have you skydive dive did it did it did would you want to i, I you know the, no at uh moonshiners they had skydiving there and uh, a couple of my buddies um did skydive for the first time oh really yeah and they just absolutely loved it and i learned something about skydiving that i i didn't know 
before as I figured that as soon as you jumped, you'd have that terrible, terrible, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, falling and, you know, but apparently it's not like that. Uh, no, it's like uh, going to the SIB course and collapsing your wing. You don't have that, that, that stomach feel. I mean, you drop out of the sky, but you don't feel it. And I don't know why either. Well, he says something about the the plane was moving forward, and you instead of you just dropping straight down, you're you're like kind of like at an angle away from the plane, I guess. Um, so that was interesting, but I'm still I don't want to skydive. No. When I was 20, I did. I did want to skydive, but for some reason now I don't. <laughs> Well, when I was 20, I, uh, you know, I, I felt like I could do anything. I bungee jumped. Matter of fact, I went to Canada. Oh, you're going to love this, Jim. I don't know if I told you the story or not. But back in the day, um, if you look at that, wow. You just land in that freaking net. And he has a double net, too. So if you missed that first one, at least he added a second one. That's insane, dude. Yeah, and you know what's really insane? You know that thing looks like a freaking pea. You know? I mean, you've got to be talented to, to... Well, it's... You know, like, like you said, this guy has jumped out of planes thousands of times. You know? Um, you wouldn't want to do that on your first or second jump. You know, just like when you first learn how to fly a paramotor, you know? You're, you're not going to do acro. You're not going to do a wing over you know, or uh, infinity, you have to work up to it. And this guy really worked up to jumping without a freaking parachute. That's insane. Wow. Oh my gosh, is it really almost nine o'clock? Skydivers rock. Unbelievable. So would you guys want to skydive? Let me look in the chat to see if anybody said anything. Sean? Were you, oops, um, let's see, dang, I got lots of ideas, that's hilarious, will your recliner is next, <laughs> yeah, we got to do that recliner thing, uh, Sean, were you in the Marines, and you never jumped, um, I was in the Marines, uh, we jumped once, and it was a low jump, and we went down quick, that's all we did, and that was in, that was in, 88 and I was a kid so I didn't care it was fun I didn't break anything but uh wouldn't want to do it again that's probably why I didn't want to do it because we went down so quick but those shoots in the in the in the service they're designed to get down quick they're not designed to float around so I don't know maybe skydiving might be a might be something you guys did you guys see Tony Bella's his latest video when he went skydiving I have not. Oh, you guys got to watch it. Because his friend, his friend went with him and his friend's, um, the parachute didn't open. But thank God he had, they had like a reserve or something on it. But his friend went, yeah, and the, <coughs> the, yeah, the parachute didn't open. That, see, that just sounds terrifying um greg langley said you watch yeah. the yeah he showed it was on the video or whatever like talk about scary yeah you guys gotta see it i think it's on facebook anthony had it on facebook you'll have to find oh. that link and uh, send it to our guest chat uh greg langley and uh if anybody saw it. Said, now that i've 
have a paramotor, I don't feel the need to skydive. I'm not opposed to a free offer, but I'll save my money in paramotor. And, and see, that's exactly the way I feel right now. You know, I used to have boats. I used to have four wheelers, three wheelers. I used to, you know, uh, do all that fun stuff, right? I never really satisfied my, my itch, right? But once I learned this paramotor, this is all I want to do. I don't want a boat anymore. I don't want to uh, a motorcycle. I don't need. I don't need a four wheeler. I just want to fly because I can do everything on my paramotor that I can do in everything else. I can skim the water, right? So there's my boat, right? I can uh, a foot drag. So there's my four wheeler. You know, I can uh, um, you know foot drag to a, a canyon and jump it like Evil Knievel, right? Shoo! And I don't have to worry about falling or, or whatever. So, I mean, everything that I want to do, everything I love to do, I can do in a paramotor. Did he ever do that successfully? Evil Knievel? Yeah. Jump you the mean Grand jump Canyon? over the Grand Canyon? He yeah, I, I remember the attempt or attempts, but I don't, did he ever actually do it? I think he jumped it so he could, you know, crash his motorcycle down there and went down on a parachute. I yeah. That, I think that was his gig. Yeah, because you're not allowed to fly over that, are you? Well, it was, a, it was back in the in, in the day. I mean, it was probably... Oh, yeah, I guess back then he probably could have. Yeah, Paraninja says uh, uh, it's... It, same, same, Sean. It um, is turned the volume down on everything else, which now seems a bit boring. Yeah, yeah. Everything seems a bit boring or too much of a risk. Like, oh, did I tell you? I, I never finished my story. So back when I was young and I went to Canada, a, and they told me what is all about with my loonies and toonies. If you know anything about <laughs> Canada, you're probably laughing your ass off right now. Um, I went to Canada and one of the things I said, I wanted to bungee jump because I was a kid and um, you could bungee jump, but it cost like a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to pay it. Then they said, don't worry, you can bungee jump nude for free. <laughs> what? So I bungee jumped nude for, for free. <laughs> <laughs> I had a damn bruise that went all the way. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, was, sure. <laughs> it oh was black eyes. Did you have it, two black eyes? <laughs> it was. It was really neat, though. I mean, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. It scared the crap out of me. But I'm like, I'm never gonna jump off a bridge again. At least not that high. <laughs> so where did you do that? Uh, I I think I crossed over um, from uh, um. The, the big waterfall and went into oh. Buffalo Niagara Falls. It was so, so long ago. I really don't remember the actual place. Um, but I remember I stayed at a KOA. But other than that, I don't remember anything. It's a long, long time ago. I was a kid. When I say I was a kid, I, w I think I was in my teens or 20s. I can't remember. Early, early 20s. He's um, got a, a comment. He's reading the PPG Bible, Volume 6, and it's a wealth of knowledge. He's feeling quite confident to start kiting. Then he says, start kiting on my own or wait until I can find instruction. Closest instructor is four hours away. Man, if it was me, I'd start kiting. Well, what is he, what is he going to kite on? Well, he needs a, obviously, yeah, I, he needs a, so, he needs a kite. I start kiting. So is I mean, he going to purchase a wing? 
or or a kiting wing. Now there's something that you a, a good you know that's something that I got when I started was a kiting wing. It mm-hmm. was a full size wing, and it was uh, one of those wings that that could no longer fly, mm-hmm. but it was sufficient to kite. And you can get those relative. I think I bought mine for five hundred, and I think I sold I sold it for five hundred. You know, just passed it on. If if it's a good wing, um, and the lines are good, then yes. But you still have to have instruction on how to kite a wing. I mean, I got kids in in uh, class that you know think that oh yeah, I'm, I, I've watched the videos, I, I've seen it all, I I, I know exactly what's going to, I know how to do this. This is going to be really easy for me. I'm like, does he already have the wing? I'm like, all right, this is going to be fun. So I watch him, and I'm like, all right, let me show you first. I show them how to bring up the kite and then bring it back down to a wall. Now I go ahead and try it. Can't do shit. Can't hmm. do it at all. And I would suggest, uh, was that Peter that, that asked? Yes. Um, all right. Wait until you get instruction or go to your instructor to get your first lesson. After you get your first lesson and understand how to clip in because you, you have to flip it if you're going to do reverse and you got to understand how to do reverse if you're going to do a forward you got to understand how to clip in for your forward and how to lay out your wing. Um, there's a lot of videos out there, but I don't think it goes into a lot of instruction for people to learn how to actually kite a wing off of YouTube and I think that if you go to your instructor first and say hey. You know, I, I, I would like to, this is four hours away, I'd like to get a class in today, learn the basics, and then come home and use one of your wings, or I can get a kiting wing or something and learn how to do that. Because I've seen a lot of people that tried to teach themselves to kite a wing, and the harness that they had was the wrong harness. And uh, Michael, if you're listening to this, I'm talking about your harness, dude. Um, he has a harness. It's one of those harnesses that, uh, you know, so in case you fall type of harness type of thing, you know what I'm talking about? When you're got the emergency harness or something. So anyways, mm-hmm. what it has right here, it has a big flap, right? So he connected the carabiner here, but the flap would go all the way down here, six inches and all the way back up here, out this way, six inches and back and forth. And that was on both sides. And if the harness was not equal, then you're talking about this thing flopping around and it could be a little bit off too. So if you have something that's even half an inch or an inch off where this one is lower than the other, and you're trying to kite the wing and it's, and it's just that much off and you're not a you're not a pilot that has hours under a wing as far as kiting, you won't be able to get the wing up above your head. And if you do, it's going to be up there for a second, and then it's going to turn over and land on that leading edge. And it happens all the time. So, uh, Peter, I would say uh, see your instructor, uh, get that first day under your belt, and then ask them, ask the instructor, what kind of harness can I use and what kind of wing should I use back home to kite until I come back here again? Because when I learned how to uh, uh, fly, my instructor was four hours away. So I could only go up there on a good Saturday or Sunday because I was working full time like everybody else. So I'd go up there on a good Saturday 
work with it for a couple hours. Then I'd go home and uh, every free moment that I had after work, before work, on the weekends, I would be trying to learn how to kite. And I was awful until I got my brand new wing. And then it went poof. <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah, sounds good, right, Shane. Sean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing a chat with uh, Shane at the same time. Here, so. Sean, Shane, Shane, Sean. With the <laughs> so does he have the wing already? So, yeah. So this was, this was, you know, uh, I've been doing this now for a little over a year. So when I first started, um, this Not was, you. I mean, this guy who's asking the question. Oh, um, Peter? Yeah. Does he have the wing or is he thinking about getting one first um let's see plenty because i agree with you everything you said is 100 percent. if he doesn't have the wing and see what stephen Goodpaster said plenty of old cheap tandem wings with roofer harness yes that's exactly what people are doing they're getting old tandem wings with the roofer's harness type of thing and that's not the way to do it i mean i'm a really good kiter you put me in one of those roofer harnesses and a and an old tandem wing, and I can barely keep that thing up there. It's not a good thing to learn on. They're horrible. Now a speed wing or one of those um, what do they, they call them? Uh, Roadrunners? Those little tones? Those might be good because they're designed to ground handle. I mean, they're designed for ground handling. Um, tandem wings are not. And if you have a wrong harness, it's you're good with the wrong harness and wrong develop bad habits from the beginning either. So I, that's why I really yeah. like your idea of going down, spend a, make a day of it, spend the day with, you know, kiting and learning what to do, what, and, and what I did and then come home, like you said, and kite, kite, kite. Uh, when I went down I, uh, for like a kiting lesson, basically is I recorded the instruction yeah. You know, like, especially how to clip in and how to reverse and, and how to turn, you know, things like that. Uh, just so I had it for reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wing yet. I don't know too many people that have self-trained and are still flying. Um, a lot of the self-trainers, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's probably self-trainers out there that are, you know, flying and love it. But it seems like a lot of people scare themselves out of flying. They self-train, uh, they break props, they hurt themselves. Uh, the wing is, you know, ancient. It's, you know, 10 years old and the paramotor is, is underpowered or too much power, whatever it is. And they just, they don't feel safe with it. So going to a school and having an instructor might help you stay in the sport a lot longer because you feel, you feel safer. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what you don't know and you don't know if you're doing something right or wrong, really. Uh, you might think you're doing it right. And it turns out, no. <laughs> so let me, let me see if I can find one of my old, old kiting videos when I first started, when I was first learning how to, to kite. And um, I was able to get one of the old, old wings and a harness. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Let me search my, my stuff. Um, what am I searching for? Um, kiting. 
kiting, paramotor kiting. I can't remember what I called it because it's been three years. I did get some value out of doing my kiting session by myself for the first time. It showed me all the stupidity of trying to do it without training. I mean, there were so many things I did wrong. Like you said, it's a waste of time. It is it a waste just, of time. It's crazy. You think that you're you're doing something good, but you're 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 not. Um, you're you're hurting yourself. It's you're gonna get yourself. Uh, you're gonna scare yourself out of the sport. Oh, yeah. So now I would never have tried to get in the air, but I mean, just cutting the wing that was. It was virtually a waste of time, except for it showed me that there's no way I could do it without training. Yeah. Um, Mind you, I was never going to do it without training. But. Well, I think that, you know, I mean, if you got a bunch of flying buddies and you've been around wings and stuff like that your whole life, then maybe self-training would be okay to do. But, well, okay, that yeah, that that I don't consider that self training though, really. I mean, when I first started flying, I mean, my instruction was not, let's just say it wasn't very good. And where I learned most of my flying skills from was my local group of guys. And so that in itself is not self training, you're actually getting instruction from other guys who've been doing it for a while and know what what they're doing yeah so we got a mcgee center over here it's a community center where they had a really nice lawn uh, not now because they you know see i can look and see what i did wrong on that one i mean i, I can look i'm like okay so i turned around and i pulled brake <laughs> see i pulled brake so i can look and see now but when i was doing the video you know, and uh, trying to kite, I thought I was doing everything right. Yeah. So yep. it is It is fun to look back at the old videos and go, oh my God, Sean, what were you, what were you doing? <laughs> this is horrible. How long ago was that? That was back, um, like uh, when I first started to kite in, uh, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, it was, it's funny. It's, it's fun to watch the old videos. And I'm like, this, this is ridiculous. All right. Let me, let me show you this one. You're going to love this one because this is when I first started. It, this is ridiculous. You're going to look at it and go, okay, I even know what the hell you did wrong. So really neat to be able to borrow from my instructor, a kiting, an actual kiting harness and a wing. Obviously, the wing you probably wouldn't want to ever uh, fly. Um, it smelled horrible, like it's been in water. So let me see if I can uh, play this at all. So I don't know if it was the wing or me. Obviously, I think it was me because I was learning how to do this. And I even showed my students, it's like, you know, don't get frustrated. Look at me when I first started. I was pure shit myself. It, it was awful. 
<laughs> so I'm watching this. I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I must have lost like 50 pounds dragging it back, opening it up, dragging it back, trying to do it, going forward. Why is it not going up? Look at that. It's like, what am I doing wrong? So unfortunately, this is what your kiting experience is going to be trying to learn it on your own. Number one, I didn't realize about all the rotor because there's a bunch of um, trees all around it. So there was rotor that I was unaware of and all these things that I didn't know that I didn't know. And it's hilarious watching it. <laughs> but I bet you anything I could take this wing right now and, and kite it without Send any problem. It. Send it. <laughs> I was fortunate. I had my wife who had never kited a kite like this, and she she kept telling me what I was doing wrong. So she gave me a lot of good direction, and then none of it ever worked. Though. <laughs> Poor Sean. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 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 kind of warm. But, uh, yeah, so all I'm saying is when it comes to – and this is actually having an instructor that told me, you know, what to do and and uh, how to do it and then sent me back home um, with a wing and a kiting harness to go ahead and do it. Right. And here I am trying to do it. And it looked horrible. It was ridiculous. But. Um, yeah, what kind of license? Yeah, I remember the first time I went to my school for instruction and the wing popped up and it stayed up. I was like, what the heck? What am I doing differently? I had no idea. Now I do. Peter Stone in the <laughs> Super Chat said, no wing yet. I have access and a chance to purchase an inexpensive wing. It's an old ozone class B wing, still crispy. I don't know what crispy means. I guess it just doesn't mean it's like a, a Afghan yet. Um, but old and hasn't been checked in some years, not planning to fly it, only kite. All right, you saw that video that I just posted, right? That was an old video or an old uh, wing that was still crispy. It was a class B wing. And that's what was going on with me. Um, I don't think that you want to buy any equipment that you're just going to use temporarily to learn how to kite. I think that your instructor will be able to get you kiting a wing really quick. Like the first day you'll be able to pop it up and go, okay, this is, this is it. I don't think that it'd be wise to, to get an older wing to learn how to kite. Um, what do you guys think? I kited, I kited mostly with the wing that I was gonna fly. So. Yeah, so did I. I. I kited with my wing that I was going to fly. I bought that before I started training, and it was a 2017, and it was it's a good wing. Still is. I still use it, and I love it. Yeah, I, I think that if you're going to learn how to kite, you're going to, number one, tear that wing up. Um, use a school wing that, you know, they rotate out and uh you know you're not getting something that 
the lines might be too short and may not be able to kite. Um, one of my students brought me a wing that he got that he was learning how to kite. And I tried to kite the wing and the one side just kept on flopping down. I'm like, what's going on? Because the lines were stretched. So it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even stay fully inflated. And this is what somebody was trying to learn how to kite on was a wing that is very difficult for me to keep the wing up and not have that one side collapse because the lines were, were uh, stretched. So another, another reason to use a wing that is from the instructor is because they know those wings. They don't have to read the manual of your wing. Like when my wing, it was, it's not supposed to be flowing with the trims all the way in, but nobody knew that. So it took a little bit of adjusting because we just didn't, I found it out later when I finally read the manual. I did figure out how to do it, but, uh, and it worked out, but I would have saved all that time figuring all that out if I had just used the school wing yeah. or bought a wing that the instructor was familiar with. Or just have a little bit of time under your belt with your with your uh, school wing, because when you buy your wing, you don't want to take that thing up and have it turn around and go right down on the leading edge, and because immediately you're destroying your wing. I mean, it, the, the wings only have a finite life, anyways. Um, uh, shelf life ten years from manufacturer date. So if it was manufactured today, and it was still in this package and it stayed in this package, and 10 years from now, someone said, hey, look, I got a brand new wing. You want it? You know, I'll sell it to you for 3000 bucks. If it's 10 years old, has never been opened. To me, it's not worth it. Um, it still degrades over time. Not as bad as if you're going to keep it out in, uh, you know, midday sun, letting it stay out there or throwing it in the washer or going into the lake and catching fish, you know. Um, they only have a finite life. I would say 600 hours. And that's if you take care of it. Uh, and that's a good, that, that is working it for two years straight of 300 hours a year. Um, and it would probably still be good. But they really only have a finite life. And if you don't know who you're getting it from and how they uh, fly, that makes a big determination too. If someone loves to do acro, like I would never buy one of uh, Tucker Gott's used wings. Heck no, man. You know that thing's <laughs> used and abused. I, I you could know. hang it on the wall, though. What's that? You could hang it on the wall. It'd be great for students to kite. There's great yeah. kiting stuff, but I don't know if I'd ever want to fly anything. Um, but like I said, that first year, I did 200 or 350 hours on my Roaster 3. And when I sent it in, it failed. So you can you can... This is 2022. I could probably find somebody that got a 2022 wing, brand new at the very first of the year, did SIVs and acros and stuff. And here it is, you know, um, almost September. And that wing probably would fail. Yeah. Was it crispy? I bet it was crispy. Brand new? Yeah, I'm sure the, the, it still smelled brand new. No mud on it, it still looked amazing, but it <laughs> would fail the test. 
And if you went up there and tried to do some acro or a spiral, one of those lines will, would probably snap. Um, how many times have we seen people try to do acro and a line snapped? Yeah. Seen it firsthand. Yep. Just happened. Bad apples. So. James. Sutherland. Absolutely. So when, when you, if someone just takes off and they fly early in the morning and they don't do anything and they come in for a landing and they pack everything up, you know, within that hour of a sunrise, that wing is going to last a long, long time. When you fly midday or you're out past that hour after sunrise or uh, before sunset type of thing, the sun really degrades it. If you get it wet, you know, it's dewy out in the morning and it doesn't dry all the way and you pack it back up, that degrades it too. Sunlight degrades it. You keep it in a car or your trunk because you want to go fly in the afternoon after work, right? And so you keep your wing in the trunk. That will degrade it. So you don't know what other people are doing to their wing. And when you buy it, you have no idea what their true history is. Same thing with the paramotor. You really don't know a true history unless it's a paramotor pilot that posts a lot of video on YouTube. And you can go back and go, okay, this is when he got the paramotor. And I see how he flies. Yeah. Is it really that's after a, nine That's a good point. That's a real good point. I mean, Golly, uh, time is just rolling it is peter stone said that uh he's basically asking what are the favorite uh frames and motors and uh trying to get market sentiment and opinions my opinion on that is that people paramotor pilots tend to love whatever it is they're flying at the time and uh right now i, I love my power to fly i mean that's a good frame and the most are 185 I, I love that motor. Mm. So um, second would for me would be uh, probably Parajet Maverick, which is what I flew before the power to fly. So um, it's kind of hard to buy a bad frame these days. They're they're all pretty darn good. They are. And uh, I've been really lucky because going to fly ins and, um, you know, other friends that are say, hey, fly my gear. Um, I've been able to fly a lot of different gear. And when it comes to paramotors and, you know, what is the best, you know, or what is safer and stuff like that, you really have to, it's, it's risk versus reward. The whole thing is, right? So you can get something like a flat top or the angel that you can beat the hell out of and you can butt land, you can turtle. Um, basically, you can just, you know, try to destroy it and it's not going to destroy it. Um, they're, they're built like a tank, um, but they're heavy or heavier. And uh, I don't know. And then you got the lighter ones. But if if you butt land on a lighter one or if you turtle, you're going to break a frame and break a netting. Um, it's all risk versus reward. I would say use your school's gear and just keep an eye out and, and search for different pilots and uh, go, go to a fly-in. There we go. Uh, Peter, go to the next fly-in. Talk to different pilots, look at their gear, um, watch people fly. There's always uh, importers and schools and people that have uh, gear at fly-ins. Go to the next fly-in and just check everything out before you go to school. Yeah, and hook up with a local group of guys and uh, pick their brains. 
Absolutely. Go to ppgzone.com. It's like a Facebook for paramotor pilots. There's an interactive uh, members map so you can actually see all the pilots that are around you after you register for free. So that's something to think about too. You might you might have a pilot living right next to you and you don't even know it. Make one out of conduit. No, don't make one out of conduit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, well, this was a lot longer than I was expecting. I was expecting to just do a quick one hour podcast and uh, get to bed early because tomorrow is a early, another early day, but uh, I, I just never can seem to just make it one hour on these podcasts because I like to talk so much, damn it. I love it. And tell stories, talk about paramotors and all that fun stuff. Yeah, if we're not actually doing it, then we'll do the second best thing. We'll talk about doing it. Uh, Tony Marzano said, and when you reach the Holy Grail, Dell will be blessed and you won't die. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys are funny. Well, it is uh, quarter after nine, and we've been doing this a lot longer than I was expecting. I hope that uh, you're able to get some pretty good takeaways on this podcast today. Um, I think the biggest one is uh, see an instructor. Um, use the, their gear. If you don't know better, if you don't know what you don't know, go see an instructor. Uh, talk to him. You don't have to pay any you know, money. I'm sure that he would love to uh, have you come to one of his free classes. I always have free classes on Saturday mornings. You know, for everybody that doesn't know if this is what they want to do, it's a, you know, come on over, see what it's all about, you know, talk to the other students. Um, look at our gear, you know, we always bring the gear out, you know, wings and paramotors so people can see. Um, I, I would say go check things out. If you are bound and determined to buy equipment before you have training or self-train, um, I would say get up with a pilot in your area and uh, talk with them and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, but I want to self-train. Would you take me under your wing? But I'm right. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, if you need a, a, a used wing, I would say talk to your instructor, talk to Cloud9 or one of the places that looks at wings once a year yeah they specialize in it right they specialize in it people maybe they don't want their wing back because they don't want to spend the money to get it fixed they'd rather just go buy another one so they're just like keep it then they'll fix it they'll repair it and then they'll sell it to someone really really cheap yep i think we did good today a lot longer than i was expecting but i always enjoy talking with everybody so um looks like we're down to 13 people watching here, but we get about 500 to 1,000 people that listen to our show on uh, paratalk.org, or if you're searching for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcasting, uh, you can find it on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, we're also on Amazon, we're on Audible, um, all the major players, you search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, you'll find us. And we get a lot of people that listen to us after the fact. Not so much on the show, because people are still flying, but here we are. Anyway, so let's go ahead and close this all out uh, for you out there that don't know the people on the panel. Let's go ahead and chat with 
the people on the panel for a, a wee bit. Let's talk Ooh. with Will Fly for a little bit. Will Fly, you've been flying for a while, and um, you start off with an animating. Now you have a Moster 185. You got a YouTube channel. You uh, really have done a lot in these last, what, three years? Yeah, three years and uh, going on 400 hours. And uh, I, I'm just as excited about this sport as I was when I first started. And so uh, that's a good and bad thing. It's bad because that's all I can seem to think about. <laughs> it's good because, you know, uh, it's a it's just a fun sport and love the people and the camaraderie and all that. Hey, we got a really uh, decent show coming on tomorrow night, Sean. Yeah. Uh, at, you can go to ppgshane.com. It's called Hang it, uh, Tuesday Night Hangouts. It's going to be Dave and Amy Purden. Oh, cool. Going to come on the show and talk about their uh, awesome flying they got coming up. So if you're interested in Purden's, you're going to be attending, or you just want to know what a fly-in's all about and the intricacies of it. Tune in 8 p.m. tomorrow. Cool. And, oh, and you can check out my channel too. And you can find me on uh, YouTube, Will Fly, or online at willflyppg.com. Love it. And also on Wednesdays, you got an all girl podcast from Flying Flamingo Jade. You can find her at paramotorgirl.com. So if you go there, make sure you hit that subscribe and that. Uh, bell notification and then on Thursday something's going on what's going on Thursday Miss Paramom USA Thursday night is paraglidingtalk.com night with my son Robert Michael he's your awesomest host and uh, every week we uh, have Sean that does the spinny winny wheel so you always have a chance to win uh, a prize and uh I did my I did my first tandem May 28th and it's something experience I'll never forget was Northern Lights Paramoting and Paramotors and uh, it was a really cool experience you know I, I the whole day was just to have two instructors help me and they were so patient it was so fun Jade Lear and Eric Lear. Eric Lear was an awesome pilot. I'm going to give a shout out to him. And Jade, she helped me get up in the air. And I had, yeah, I had the nervous Nellies at first, but once I got up there, it was all good. That was it. I'm hooked now. That's another thing, too. If you go to a fly in and you've never flown before, you're not a pilot, you might be able to get a tandem like Linda did. Yep. Yep. It was it was so fun. I'm just so I'm so glad I did it. And it only made sense to do it right because how many years I've been hanging with you guys and everybody watching everybody fly. And uh, like I said, the day that I went to the fly-in, it wasn't like I just got up and said I'm gonna you know I'm gonna jump on the trike tan. I'm gonna go on a tandem. It was really something that you had to psych yourself up for, you know, and. Before I knew it, I was sitting in that seat and off I went. And uh, yeah, and if I came down crying, it was because it was happy tears. It was happy tears. I was just so overwhelmed and just so super excited, so proud of myself that I did it. And it'll always stay with me. So when you I can remember, 
what day it was you said may 28th that's like a day that's stuck in your head that's pretty cool when you can say the date because i had yeah. no idea when i first yep. realized or wanted yeah i got i and I, I i love watching and keep watching the video you know me going up in the air and i'm just like sometimes i'm just like wow that's me i did that i did that so yeah it was super fun and i do it again in a heartbeat so we'll see you know, not when another opportunity comes, I'll be there. I'll get back up in the air. We'll, we'll keep you under our wing. There you go. <laughs> For sure. Um, and also, too, if you guys want to be on the show, just get up with Linda Anderson. You can find yep. her by going to paramomusa.com and it'll forward over to her Facebook <laughs> page. Just PM her and say, hey, I want to be on the show. Yeah. I always forget to say that. I always forget to say that. Yeah, please, if you guys want, if you want to be a guest on the show, just uh, if you can't get over at the Paramount USA, just um, you know, PM me or whatever, and uh, and uh, you know, I'll get you all set up, easy peasy. <laughs> um, was that Stephen Goodpester said Tucker God has a secret altar to Sean? and said Kylo gets his ideas for good content from Sean. Aw. If you're talking about me, Sean, then yay. If you're talking about the other Sean, then eh, whatever. Read, read a little further. Read a little further. Um, you handle like a boss. I think you're right. What time zone are you in? Stephen Goodpaster. Super Dell is jealous of Sean. <laughs> I didn't see that then. Oh, oh sorry. Ah. okay. Super <laughs> Delta, Sean. Well, that's because, you know, I'm the world champion on uh, ppgme.org. <laughs> I, I, I can make up a website like he can and be the, and you're the number one podcast for paramotors on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> You're right. I am the number one uh, podcast right. on Monday nights. <laughs> Numero uno. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And we can't forget Jim from Canada. A eh? he helps us out with all of our decals. So <laughs> tell us a little, tell us a little bit about your decals. Yeah, I got. Uh, I can help you out with decals or calendars or checks or whatever you need except for money i can't print money that's not allowed but he can and uh, said, right but, he just said you can print checks send yeah. me a million dollar check all right great <laughs> <laughs> i won't fill it in for you oh, okay okay oh by the way jim i got that that uh, package that you sent me with with the uh with the other stickers oh beautiful thank you very much oh i'll be, I'll be sending those you're welcome to people Beautiful. So yeah, if you want any printing or yeah, you want something custom, just give me a call or check out my website, carepp.com. And that'll take you to all my social media and everything. Oh, that reminds me on the, uh, okay. So I went to your new page, right? Um, and when I went there, yeah. something popped up and would not go away and I couldn't look at your page anymore. Um, I was, was that the MailChimp thing? Yeah, I think that's what it was. 
it popped up. I couldn't get away from it. I couldn't even uh, uh, do anything on your on your site from my phone. But I don't know if you could do the same thing, or if you could, you know, circumnav or you could navigate uh, through the computer. So I forgot to tell you that. So you might want. Yeah, there should be a little X in the. There should be a little X in the top corner where you can get rid of it, if it's on your phone. I should yeah. just get rid of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So when I go there, carepp.com. Matter of fact, everybody that's listening right now, just go to carepp.com. And uh, yeah, as soon as I scroll up, that mail munch com comes up and now I can't get rid of it. It doesn't go anywhere. I can't hit the X. It's just there. X doesn't work. So thank anyway. you for letting me know that I'll get rid of it. Okay, so if you guys are listening, I had that to this, happen to myself once. What you went to your own page and you couldn't uh, look at your page because of that thing? Yeah, I, yeah, and I thought, you know, I need to get rid of that. <laughs> and but then I tried it on my laptop and it worked fine. Okay. So yeah, mobile version. I don't think too many people look at uh, websites uh, on a laptop unless you're like fifty or older, right? Right. Us young kids, us young kids, we ah. use our phone. <laughs> Are you talking about the subscribe? Yeah, yeah the, the MailChimp subscribe thing. Up. Yeah, swipe yeah. down. Yeah, I swipe down, then I go back to the top, then I try to scroll down, and then I can't get rid of it. Oh, yeah. So I can scroll up, but I can't see any content, and I can't hit the X. The X is not working. So if you're listening to this, go to carepp.com and see if this is still happening. And if it is, fill it out. Let me know. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> Make sure you fill in all your information. Subscribe and I'll send you a sticker. Yeah, that, Ooh, that's, that's sneaky. You have to fill in your name and stuff probably to make that disappear. Probably. It probably even pops up when you're visiting other websites too. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, it, it's not a virus. It's something that we actually put on there. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's a simple fix. So I like care PP. Yeah. What happens if you got a care PPG.com? Well, that goes directly to the YouTube channel. Oh, you do got that one. That's awesome. Uh, so that you're... was a good question. So carepp is careprintingandpublishing.com, right? Or p or yes. PP is publishing printing, right? Carepp is my everything. It it's like a landing page. Uh -huh. So if you go there, you can access everything. Okay. Even your carepg, which is YouTube yes. carepr shenanigans. And you're up to what flight now? 152. Holy smokes, you're catching up to me. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> no, no, probably not. You probably do 152 in a couple months. Um, it's not it's not uncommon for me to burn through 20 gallons of uh, gas over a weekend by flying morning, noon and night. Um, yeah, I, I get a lot of flights. I, I just like to fly. I, I really like to fly. If I don't have students, I'm flying. If I have students, I'll show them, I'll show them how to fly 
you know, I'll go fly real quick and come back in for a landing. I'll show them different uh, different things too when I'm flying because they're, it's just easier. It's neat to see somebody fly. So it's like I'll go up there and I'll uh, come around. I'll do a you know a, a spiral or big ears or something, a wing over, and they're like, oh, that's so so cool. And then I come in for a, a swoop. And I gently come in and go boop, just like a butterfly. And I'm like, that's how you land, like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. Don't want to sting like a bee. That hurts. So anyway, it's 9.30, so let's go ahead and call it a night. You guys have been amazing. Thank you very much, Will, for, for uh, hanging out. And uh, Paramom USA, Linda Anderson, and Jim from Canada A and his maple syrup smelling money. Thank you, Chatters. I appreciate you. Much love. We'll be here next. Uh, we'll be here. Come back next Monday night. Uh, we have Matt Minyard in the house. Matt with Paramotor uh, Louisiana. And uh, he works at, I'm looking at his page here, and he works at ITV Wings. So y'all got to jump in the chat and don't miss out because it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yes. So. Matt Minyard, I heard, can fly a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Yeah, just a little. Well, he's been flying for a week or two, but I've heard his name. <laughs> yeah obviously, yeah exactly but obviously for people that you know uh that don't know no this no matt minyard is is a well-known name in the community and he flies a lot and he has lots of lots yeah. of skill yeah he's super guy i mean he has uh frequented you know uh paragliding talk in the past so i I've, I've actually you know known him for years already because he followed you know robert's show and they're they're good friends. And I thought, yeah, that'd be really fun to get them on our show. So I just did my did magic you, and here you go. Did you call Matt a super guy? I don't know if you'd like that very much. Super guy. <laughs> That's just, a, it must be a Michigan thing. Yeah, super guy. <laughs> I, I thought it was a Dell thing. <laughs> All this super stuff, I know. Um, Dell's a good uh, pilot. I mean, he he's a damn good pilot. I've seen him. I watched his videos when he's uh, doing stuff. He's a damn good pilot. No doubt. No doubt. He's a damn good pilot. Um, and I will leave it at did that. You, did you see that video of Jordan the other day? Jordan. He was Jordan Shanzi. He, oh. he was <laughs> kiting and he was walking he climbed a pole with using his ankles oh yeah i saw that man that was crazy yeah, i'd I love saw that. to call that i would love laminar wind by the ocean also um i would be probably even a better pilot if i had laminar wind from the ocean but i don't i'm inland in arkansas with weird wind and that's what i fly in weird wind which I think would probably make a better pilot. I think so too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've heard I've heard a lot of people that would go down to uh, training on on the coast. You know, not not just him, but anybody that that trains on the coast. You got that really good laminar wind, and uh, you know, people come uh, go down there. They'll be able to pop up the wing. It's like, wow, this is great, it's so easy. And you know, they do their training and they go fly. And then they go back home. And they have no idea how to do a forward inflation because they have no wind there. 
know, and then when they do have wind, uh, it's not a nice laminar wind, it's crazy wind, and, you know, they don't do a really good reverse, and they have issues. I've heard that a lot. But uh, anyway, like I said, I've had a great evening. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for everything, and we'll see you tomorrow and uh, PPG Shane's show with um, with who and what are they doing? Amy and Dave Purden. Talking about Purden. If you want to go to uh, Dave Purden's flying, he's this is probably a podcast you want to listen to. Most certainly. Yeah. All right, y'all be safe. Y'all have a good one. Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa, iFlyParamotors.com and PPGGrandpa.com. You can find me there. And we'll see you tomorrow on PPG Shane. Peace out. Good night. What a good show. I really enjoyed it.